everybody, and welcome back to The Suspense is Killing Us. It's me, your co-host, Kevin Clark. Over to uh, my right today, not across the table from me, is... Travis Vote. Yeah. And then over to his right, going around the table, uh, counter... Matt Lynch, hi. Counterclockwise. And uh, we have a special guest today. Special guest! Hey. It's uh, me, Corey Brewer. There you go. Hey, everybody. <laughs> I, was, I was like, should I introduce how him? Do they, how, how, do the, how does our audience know Corey already? Uh, Corey, of they course, are. did the fantastic theme that you just heard. Yeah, you, oh, you just right. listened to Corey's work uh, yeah. Yeah. just now, seconds ago. I listened to the Basic Instinct soundtrack twice in a row before I wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, whoa, whoa, slow down with the trade secrets here. Yeah, hey, <laughs> if you want to know how the sausage is made, it's the flute. It's the flute noises because everybody that I that I know that listened to it goes like, "Man, he get that flute, Zamfir, <laughs> so perfect." Yeah, it's a dead giveaway. It's something about that flute sound. People were crazy about it in the eighties. 80s, probably even going into the 90s. Enigma. If, if you've got it, flout it. Yeah. If you got yeah. it, f- oh my god. Is it Enigma? <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> oh no. Uh, so, this, uh, so this is a special show. We brought, yeah, uh, we brought Corey on here, board Corey? It, well. because he is, a. in addition to being a wonderful musician and soundtrack uh, writer, scorer, and uh, other... Co-worker for you. Co-worker for me, a uh, fantastic artist. He is an expert in the field of <laughs> giallo films, which we're talking about today. I guess. I've well, just seen a lot of them. <laughs> you're more of an expert than everyone what, else, can, ex- I would say. Explain what you did to yourself over like the last year or whatever. Yes. Uh so, <laughs> if you've ever looked at like a best of Giallo list, it is all of those movies. If you go to Scarecrow, are not in the Giallo section. Yeah, they are in the director section. They're like in the they're in the Martino director section or, or the Umberto Lenzi director section yeah, or something Argento, like that. Argento, yeah, 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 all those guys. So like ninety percent of the best movies are in those sections, and I'd pretty much seen all of them. So I just started dipping into the straight up giallo section and then i kind of realized i was like oh now i'm just working through the all of these mm-hmm. and i got it in my head that i would just do all of them and uh and you did and i did <laughs> it's like well amazingly it's like yeah 99 movies oh. uh and i actually i've only done 97 i have 98 and 99 in the car right now oh really <laughs> God. which ones are they uh whirlpool and possess oh okay mm-hmm. but those like came out in like the last like like on disc in like the last like six months or whatever. Right. Since, oh. since I finished. So you finished in that, and then we put more in yeah, the section. Exactly. And so now I've got to like keep doing <laughs> right. it. You're going to have to like just cut it off at some point and be like, I've seen them all, even if there's a new one that pops in there. Right. Yeah. 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 It's a Sisyphean ordeal. I know. Right? I did this with Spaghetti Westerns about 15 years oh, nice. ago. Oh, Well, yeah. we have like twice as many now, but I watched like, yeah, 150 Spaghetti very, Westerns and stuff. Yeah. Both of those seem like they'd be very similar because I've, it's like watching all three of these that we did for this show. Mm-hmm was like how I feel a genre that I love is like Shaw Brothers movies from the 70s and I'll watch like three of those in a row and then like a week later I'll be like what, what? happened in which one yeah. I brought movies that I've seen home before and start, this movie looks awesome and watch it again and I feel that way about Giallos and Spaghetti Westerns mm-hmm. too like there's like good scenes in like almost all of them and then you're like what happened in this it's, is this the one where it's the thing almost 100% why I reactivated my letterbox account yeah. Yeah. because I didn't want to <laughs> just keep re-renting the same one and with like with spaghetti's and giallo's it's like the same syndrome where like yeah there's like 20% good yeah maybe yep. 5% of those are really fucking good right and then the rest is garbage yeah yeah and it's also they use like the, the same sets, the same actors. Same sets, same actors, same screenwriters, like mm-hmm. same cinematographers. Same movies, yeah. basically. Like, same, yeah. same uh, you know, uh, 
composers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just like the same shit over and over again. What would you say for the uninitiated are the hallmarks of uh, giallo? Well, just, someone, we should someone, we should explain do, what do they are de- first. Do a definition sure. of giallo yes. first. For I, I feel like a lot of people listening. No, but also people misinterpret Giallo as uh, to match chagrin. Yeah, yeah. Often people so. think Giallo just means straight up Italian horror film. It's not what a Giallo is at all. No. What no. is a Giallo, Corey? Personally, I think it's like. I mean, originally it's just pulpy, like yellow. You know, it's named after the yellow paper yeah, that so the novels like were printed on. Pulp yeah. novels. Giallo. Generally detective-y. Good. If the main <laughs> get used to that, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. yeah if the sorry. main character's a guy, it's generally like he's been framed for a murder and he has to clear his name. So if my- the main character is a woman, she's being stalked by a crazy killer, probably because she's promiscuous, <laughs> or because she has money, or because she has money, or is blackmailable. Yeah. This is actually very specific. It's no, it's it's extremely specific. Amazing. It's really specific. This yeah. is part. Of, this is part of the reason I wanted to do this because it's like it falls directly into our subgenre that we've been doing, and there's so many of them, but it's like. But it's a right. total niche, yeah. Yeah, and and the murderer in general, like uh, the traditionally wears like a trench coat, a black hat, black gloves, lots of POV shots. Yeah, from the POV killer's point from of, the killer's yeah. point of view, all that stuff. Like um, the the problem is when uh, Travis and I first started talking about me coming on and doing movies with you guys is that the two decades you focus on uh, is a yeah. terrible oh, it's time. terrible. It's terrible it's time. quite possibly the worst time no. for this genre. The, the yeah. genre peaked in the mid-70s and just, like, yeah. died. And Yeah, and then just, like... But they kept going, though. That's oh, yeah, yeah. Because there's, there's lots of them from the 80s and 90s, so uh-huh. I think it's, like, they're, they aren't the good ones, but yeah, it's, bad. like, but there's, like, so many of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what are some good examples of, this of like, 70s ones that are really good? What are, like, the yeah, what are your favorites? Ones? The ones... Uh, the ones that if you haven't seen any, you should definitely watch. It's like, personally, like Blood and Black Lace by Mario Bava is like one of the earliest ones. It kind of cements it, the all the tropes, like the lighting, the like garish lighting, really cool soundtracks, mm. you know, uh, artsy camera movements, you know, kind of like funky a, takes place scenes. in a fashion company. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like it takes place yeah. in a um, model house. You know, people are killed by one one by one. There's uh, secret diaries and red herrings and all this shit. Um, on the other end and like towards the end of like the giallo cycle, like Tenebrae is mm-hmm. fucking perfect because at that point Argento had made enough of them that he was kind of sick of it. And it's sort of his um, uh, Once Upon a Time in the West for yeah. Giallo. Where that movie's like, nuts. He's just trying to like kill off all the fucking, <laughs> all the cliches. Like he puts all of them in there. Just he's got some nice De Palma in. spins Jeez. in that movie yep. too. Totally. Also, Good. that spray on the wall when the arm gets cut off. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, that's all I remember from that movie. <laughs> I think uh, you need to see All the Colors of the Dark by oh, Sergio Martino. That is, in my opinion, the greatest giallo ever made. It's got, it hits every trope. It's from like the peak, of the, the peak of the genre. It has this amazing score. And it's like the it's like the quintessential giallo story, like sexually timid but incredibly hot woman uh, opens up, like becomes like more uh, fearful, both 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 more fearful and like more sexually awakened by these nightmares that she's having that may or may not be real, where she's being abducted and abused by a sex cult. Turns out it's all a real estate scam. <laughs> so like, uh, they're like they're yeah. like fucking Scooby Doo's. Yeah. And, oh, one hundred percent. Very. I, have I not told you about my dream to make a live action Scooby Doo movie that's G- totally strict seventies Giallo oh style, God. where that it's like incredible. Daphne inherits a mansion. They have to go spend the night. Turns <laughs> yeah. out there's a mass killer. Velma's having sex dreams, and at the end, instead of the boyfriend giving the monologue. It's the talking dog. Yes. And nobody cares that the dog talks. Very on board And then for this. they all have these elaborate titles, like All the Colors of the Dark, or as you mentioned before, Your Vice is a Locked Room and Only I Have the Key. 
Um, so so this is, one would be called uh, The Killer Almost Got Away With It, or The Killer Would Have Gotten Away With It. Wow. Yeah. Or if it weren't for you lousy kids. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> the and Killer so I, Almost Got Away With It too. I, yeah, and so like, I feel like with $100,000, I can make this movie happen. <laughs> if it wasn't for a Kickstarter. Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, question is, uh, like I said, you could have the talking dog deliver the monologue, but and that means Fred has to be the killer, which would make sense. Oh, 100%. But is there room? Could it be Scrappy instead? Could it be Scrappy-Doo? Scrappy's going to be in this? Yeah. Wait, Scrappy-Doo? Yeah. Scrappy's People a red herring. Scrappy. Scrappy could be the red herring, and the movie, yeah. has to, the movie has to open with them at a Harlem Globetrotters game. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> it, it all lines up. Because yeah. the Harlem Globetrotters are, are yeah. Don Knotts. We gotta have like Batman a, and Robin in the in sequel. There? Batman and Robin show no, up. CGI, yeah. CGI, and the three Don Stooges. Nuts. The three Stooges show up in one of them. Yeah, like we yeah. get like, like Grandma Tarkin, like have a like ultra realistic CGI <laughs> Don Knotts. Oh, you got a talking oh. dog over there. And everybody laughs at everything that he says all the time. I always thought that was funny. Even when he's like talking about how he oh. raped and murdered some poor girl. <laughs> like, oh, jeez, Don Knotts, you're funny. You're, I've been you're looking the, at you through the window. Oh no, you're an American comedy. God, Don Knotts, wow, thanks for doing our show. Uh, the love God? Uh, <laughs> no, it, I guess, maybe. Jellos have always a been a mark. genre that I like, don't like, because a lot of them that I've watched have been recommended. When we used to watch all the movies, when Tarantino used to do his QT uh-huh. Fest, he would show like two or three Jellos, and so we'd try and we'd watch all of them uh, that we could find at Scarecrow, and... Like the, like the classics that you guys named are good. I like Torso also. Is that Martino as That's well? Martino, yeah. yeah that He's the king. He's the king of the genre. It is one opinion. of my favorite titles. Torso is good. Torso's Torso. pretty nasty. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was God. a Lindsay for some is reason. It? I, I think that's know. Martino. Oh, is okay. it late Martino? I, I'm going mean, to have to look that up. I buy it. I don't know. But, uh, it's Fabrizio, it, guys. Kendall. Whomever it is. But Tarantino <laughs> would you know be showing these like terrible ones. And they're all, they, they have like all these, these scenes that I hate in this genre and like the... British horror stuff from like the sixties and seventies where like there's like forty there's like forty minutes of the movie or more is like these detectives going, What's happening here? And you're like, We already know. We're mm-hmm. watching this movie. Yeah, exactly. And then like ten minutes is like maybe ten minutes there if you're lucky. It's like exciting people getting exciting scenes of people getting killed or chased. And don't forget um, like the this there's the Spanish strain of Giallo, which doesn't have its own sort of name, but there are a lot of Spanish movies that sort of took over after the Giallo. There's the German ones that are called creamy films, right. which is a totally creamy? different K R I M I. But yeah. it is pronounced creamy? Creamy. Creamy. Uh, and and there, that's like another strain of like there's like a hundred or 150 you know the, these mystery thrillers. The and German kind ones of like, are nastier. The Jim ruins are nastier. They're You're more kidding. they're more noirish. Get out of yeah. town. Uh, and they're a bit more like Fuyati, and they're like a little like French yeah. expressionist too. There's like a lot of Fritz Lang stuff in it, and a lot of yeah. like like Franju in it and stuff like that. Well, lots, like, of, lots of secret doors. Yeah. Are always... A lot of it is just ripping off Agatha Christie. Mm-hmm. And that's huh. like, well, that's I like... mean, but that goes across like the Spanish, German, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. all of them. Well, that's a, the Giallo is kind of like, it feels to me like the whole genre uh, falls, like it's like a bridge between Agatha Christie murder mysteries and slasher movies. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's like, because it's like they're like murder, they're like those Agatha Christie ones, but then there's like, these scenes, these long scenes of people of like women generally being like brutally murdered. Yeah, which you or, don't or generally like softcore like, sex scenes. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. So a like, lot of shag carpeting. They're dirtier and and nastier, yeah. but like the same. But then they're just essentially just like whodunits, and you're just the movie. You're going through the whole movie, waiting for all the characters to die, so you can figure out who who the killer is. But yeah. the ones that we're going to talk about were from the '80s, and in one case the '90s, mm. where, where when like style had kind of fallen by the wayside and was yeah. more replaced by like content yeah and one thing that i've learned from watching these three i have watched very few giallos in my life but the the one thing that i did pick up from these three is that giallo movies are fucking terrible <laughs> <laughs> they're terrible terrible movies <laughs> they're just the worst thing i think but kind of 
kind of. I have to say, I, these are all very bad movies, but I w- liked all of them. I liked yeah, two of very them, fun. and I like was like it was a real struggle to get through the third one. So I, should, yeah. I hated them taste, all. <laughs> once you get a taste for a specific kind of trash, sometimes it's just oh yeah, it hits the just spot. Have, they're just very gotta keep getting it. Oh yeah, well they're very De Palma y, and you know we talked about in our De Palma episodes how people some people disparage De Palma for like having no interest in plot and characterization and being like shallow and this and that. Uh, well, these movies make De Palma look like fucking Ken Loach or something yeah. like that. Like these. The, these ones are like De Palma. Yeah. Two of them in they, particular. They make De Palma films look like heavily improvised socialist dramas. <laughs> Kinda. They, well, like yeah. they're all they're filled with substance compared. To, like those De Palma movies yeah. are substance oramas. Direct to kill look like bread and roses. <laughs> babe, babe, and I'm babe. talking about that babe. They touch on the same like hot, they try to touch on the same hot button. Makes stuff Kenneth Lonergan look but, like yeah. Mike Lee. I've, I've, but I, my review of, I'd seen Delirium like seven months ago or something just on, like, I think Corey was recommending, I don't know if you recommended that one, but I was looking through stuff and I was like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll watch. Got a big eyeball on the cover. It's got a big eyeball on the yeah, cover. Sure. I'm like, I want to watch a Giallo. And I kind of, I kind of thought it was okay, but the whole time I'm like, you know, this would be a great movie if Brian De Palma directed mm-hmm. it. And that's kind of sure. how I feel about the entire Giallo genre, for, especially the ones from the 80s. Oh yeah, like the these. earlier stuff, not so much. But not, like, not as much. Yeah, Bird with the Crystal Plumage that. is like yeah. classic But I feel that, yeah. I feel that way about like a lot of the movies we cover here where you're like you know if someone with some style made this movie it would be worthwhile but yeah. but uh but these ones in particular because they're kind of in the same vein as his stuff a little bit i don't know I yeah. the two Which is why I picked, are, yeah the two bobble ones two i picked ones because I like. they're very de palma yeah, yeah, yeah. like uh just mm-hmm. derivative yeah. and i was like oh these two are a no-brainer and actually there was a third bobble one on the list i wanted <laughs> right. to do but it's pal only yeah but if anybody can find like midnight ripper AKA Midnight Killer, AKA uh, You Will Die at Midnight. <laughs> Ooh, the title. That's I'm the winner. Yeah. Great title. Um, if you can find it, watch it. It's fantastic. Um, <laughs> but just for accessibility's sake, we yeah. went for one that was available on right. DVD. Two other runner ups. The one I'm talking about is Fatal Frames, which is not by Lamberto <laughs> Bava. The two other runner ups also have Donald Pleasance in them. Mm. One was uh, Nothing Underneath. Ooh, that's which, a great title. Which is uh, to- an- another like that's a an bunch- American title. Another yeah, a bunch of models being murdered, um, but in that one, Donald Pleasance has a conversation with someone. It's basically there's like uh, not to talk about a movie we're not talking about, but like Donald Pleasance gets into it with um, the brother of a missing model who knows that his sister is missing because he they have a psychic connection and he came all the way from America to Italy to find her. But while they're having this conversation, they're in a Wendy's <laughs> salad bar in Rome. Wow. <laughs> and Donald Pleasance is like filling up his plate with like stuff from the salad this bar. This was his payment for doing in, the movie. Yeah, that yeah. was in his writer. He's like, service. eat all you want at, at Wendy's, Don. <laughs> and there's I'll, like a, I'll show a wide up. shot where he's dropping it like all over the floor. And hey, shit. whoa, Blowfield. Easy, yeah, easy there. It's a total mess. Uh, uh, we're going to get to my favorite thing in any three of these movies is this one line from Donald Pleasance in the third one. I'm not going to talk about it yet. But we'll now we have it. to wait. We're all anticipating talking about that third it's, one. It's so bad. It's but so what bad are, but, but what are the other two? Uh, well, we got, so we we're got? starting with 1983's Blade in the Dark, 1987's Delirium, and then Fatal Frame from 96 at the end. So mm, let's yeah. let's jump into Blade in the Dark, Yeah. which apparently I found out was, a tele- was originally meant to be four episodes of a TV show. But was judged to be too gruesome, right? I, yeah, I guess. Evidently, it's not so very they, gruesome. So they cut so they, back they, in? They, the... I guess. I don't know. They cut it down to under two hours and made, okay. the, made it into a movie.
music for movies. Interesting. Uh, what are you working on now? Secret. This movie isn't, this is has one of those weird things where it's not particularly gruesome throughout, and then one scene mm-hmm. is the most gruesome. Yeah, yeah it really like, spikes. Where the fuck did that Wait, come which, from? Which scene? The, the bag over the head. Oh, yeah. Sta- it's and just it, insane. Well, and it's long, too, because mm-hmm. it just goes dragging, on and on, and, and the it's The killer's brutal. dragging her around the room going, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> And you're right. just like, whoa, what? <laughs> where did this come from? Oh, my God. This yeah. is the one that starts with the kids taunting the other kid and calling him female, right? right. So yeah, so it's a fascinating scene afraid he won't go in this basement and they go right. you're a female you're, you're a, a female. female which is very annoying and you're yeah. like and it's and obviously these are I hate all it when people say that to me dubbed and so yeah. you know you can i guess that is a thing that we yeah. are gonna have to point out about all except for fatal frames which is only like half dubbed but like I mean, these are all dubbed so yeah. i'm gonna be making fun of a lot of the h- hilarious what dialogue you in it. For? <laughs> hey you make fun of the dialogue well, i mean i'm making it for you that's how that's how like italian movies were made for yeah they're years. all shot like, mls even, i mean even like even like classics, you know, Fellini stuff was also made like that. So it was like, yeah, you it's know, all done. So I've had to explain Even this to if people. It's in Italian, it's I've dubbed. had to explain mm-hmm. this to people at work who have uh, customers have come in and gone like, "Is there a version? I want of the version, the original Italian version of Suspiria." And I go, "That's not a thing." And yeah. they'll go, "What do you mean?" And I'm like, "Well, half the actors in that movie are American, so they're speaking English. Half yeah. the other, uh, the other half of the actors are um, Italian, and mm-hmm. then there's like three German guys. So nobody's actually speaking a, yeah. a, a certain yeah. language. Right. And then they just dub it. They just would dub it in." To whatever language yeah. they were selling it to. Yeah. I'm more, I'm so more, to I'm more pointing that, like that out to point out the fact that this wasn't in English originally. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah, the yeah, t- yeah. translations are, I'm assuming the dialogue in all of these wasn't great to begin with no. and it was probably weird to start with, but now it's translated through some other guy. A lot of times, somebody the, the, else. Not even the dialogue would have been like like bolted down. It's like, you know, you got, you got actors from like four or five different countries and they're just like, say the lines in your own language and we'll dub it over later. Yeah. So, like, not, sometimes the, kid, the, the two actors talking to each other can't even understand each other. <laughs> sure. sure. Yeah. There'd be like three people on set and yeah like you said like one's Italian one's English and one's German and so on set they're all doing it in their original language yeah, and yeah. they just figure it out later or speaking it phonetically and, uh, or something but like that, that. Yeah, but that yeah. points to what Travis is saying too because it's also like then the translation is like it's this the scene to us in English it would be these kids going like saying you're a girl or you throw like a girl or yeah, something yeah, yeah. but like the, the translation is these ki- you're kids a are, you're a female yes. and it's so jarring people, people in these movies talk like aliens <laughs> yeah. they don't talk like human like there's no recognizable human speech patterns in this it's fucking bizarre and delightful yeah. I have yeah. so many goddamn notes of lines where it just like a person said something I was like wow I've never heard that <laughs> string of words before. Well, my favorite one in this is this 80-yard part that I, I posted it on Twitter, too, but where this guy, the, yes, main, the, the main, main character gets out of the car, and he's walking, <laughs> he's like a wide shot, and he's walking into this uh, movie studio, and some dude just walking by him, and the dude's like, "How, how hey, how are you doing? And he goes, not so well. <laughs> And, it's, and then they, just they keep walking. And it's as they pass each other, and it's like it was so fucking great. It's so good. All kinds of interactions like that. Where you're like, it was okay. It was a piece. It was a piece of dialogue that didn't need to be in the movie. That's like not they could have. They could have not dubbed that. They could have not hired anybody to dub those lines. You, they could have walked past each other, not said anything, and the movie would be the same. But they had. The, they had this thing not so well. Setting aside the fact that, that these movies are unnecessarily populated by shots of guys like pulling up to the, the, <laughs> oh, to the yeah. driveway, getting out of the car, and going into the house. It's Lots like, of yeah. filler in these movies, yeah. and these movies are too long. Yeah, so it's just like cut the filler out, guys. This is, the, this yeah, is my one problem, too. my major problem with these three. They're all bad movies, but they're like f- got tons of fun and stuff. And it's like only ninety minutes, and it still 
feels like eternity. Yeah, it's way too long. <laughs> One of them's an hour forty-five, and then we'll get the fa- fatal frames. Is is un- unforgivably oh, yeah, an long. unconscionable. Unconscionably, minutes. Those people. When I oh. saw, when I looked, I took the disc home and I looked at it. I said, "It's how long?" Yeah, like, are you seriously. Me? And I yeah. was enjoying it, and then it feeling kind of something close to actual physical pain when there was like twenty minutes left. Just like oh, God, man. this can't be still happening. Uh, Brutal. So what's, right, so, God, so Blade, what's Blade in the Dark Blade, about? Well, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, after this, That's so it, after, that is honest. Yes, it's, it's genuine. Uh, but after that opening sequence of the kids taunting each yeah, other, yeah. we get oh. like a very blowouty style. Yep. Yeah, like we're watching footage from a film. That right? was yeah. that. You thought that that was like um, uh, 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 what, what do they call that term? Uh, Real. <laughs> you thought that that was the thing that was really happening yeah, yeah. in the past. Oh, it, flashback, it, flashback sure. at the beginning. Um, but it turns out it's in the movie yeah. that they're making. Yeah. But but it turns out it turns out yeah, it's, it's based also, on a real story. It's also kind of real. It's based yeah. on something that really happened. Yeah. Is, yeah. Uh, which is why all the murders happen is because of that scene. That's really fun. But it is like it is like Blowout. But it points to the it points to how like great like that opening scene of Blowout is that like that like you go like well I thought I was watching a different kind of movie. This seems like a weird slasher film. And then when Blow, the way Blowout right. like breaks it, it's like oh it makes you go oh fuck that's cool. And this one you're like. They're like, and here we are watching a movie. We've also seen Blowout. And you're like, yeah, yeah, well, okay, yeah. cool. That's what the filmmakers, because it's also about a guy who's uh, works he's a composer. So he's a composer. He's composing the music for this movie. Mm-hmm. So and there's lots of playing with audio yeah. and stuff like that, like close-ups of equipment. As a, as yeah. a musician, did this feel like, did this feel right? Does this yeah. feel like your life? Like seeing my life on the screen. <laughs> um, but um, the, the main guy... Bruno? Bruno. Bruno. Of course. Bruno. Ah, Bruno. Bruno, Bruno rents a uh, you know, a secluded chateau or apartment or a house or whatever <laughs> to write the music for yeah. this movie that has the scene with the three kids. It's um, it, uh, this, the house looks like a normal house, and then it turns out on the inside it's about the size of the Superdome. Yeah, it's huge, it's huge. gigantic, and not fancy. Is yeah. the house? It's just huge. Is the house the house where the thing ha- in from the scene at the beginning happened? I don't originally. Think so. Okay, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So there's all all sorts of really great uh, connections where like he's wandering around the house. And then all of a sudden, out of a closet, his neighbor jumps out, and she's like, "Hey, what's up?" And he's like, "What?" And but because it's people that aren't acting how humans actually <laughs> behave, like you rent a house, and then you're looking around me like, oh, "I'm trying to get a feel for the place," and then your neighbor jumps out of a closet and scares the hell out of you. But yes. he's also just sort of like, "Oh, hey," which is kind of how he reacts to everything. <laughs> yeah, he, he reacts to everything he, with he a has blank a very stare. Quintessentially blank male Italian, like all yeah. the guys in all of these movies, not just the ones we're talking about today, but like the G- the standard giallo male is like David Warbeck is just like, "Oh, okay, how uh, are you? Uh, What's going oh. on? Can I have some cigarettes?" Yeah. <laughs> uh, before he before he moves into this place, he's placed in this in this house by his direct by the director, who is a lady, and she comes in and out of the movie, and she's describing the pl- the place as scary. She's like, I'm, "I found a scary house for you to stay in to inspire you because it's a horror movie yeah. you're doing the music for." And then she goes on. This is just an, a, an example of kind of what the dialogue is like. This is the director just talking to him. She's like, "Murderers lurk in the black dark. Sure, it's possible there could be nobody there and you're all alone, or maybe daylight cancels out the monsters like nightmares in your sleep. But death is always." watching especially in the dark hey, now, now go live that's no good a boss <laughs> <laughs> uh, the villa where you stay to do your work is a sufficiently scary place to inspire you 
And then uh, the, like, even before he goes into this place, uh, there's you see someone ro- rolling, ro- roving around in the house with a box cutter, cutting up a, a picture, an open picture yeah. of boobs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. just cutting the dirty magazines. There's a Which lot of the there are a lot of close-ups of box cutters in these movies, just in general. Yeah, I think this guy has a fetish uh, for box cutters cutting. Um, Cutting pictures that happens in the second That's one this whole too. Thing, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so he's so he's in this house. He's working on his score, and, and then the, the lady pops out of the closet, and it's another like super weird thing where she's going like, "I'm scared. There's a spider in there." <laughs> <laughs> and, and then he looks at but it. There's a spider in the closet, like it's nobody's a business. In the closet, and it's a no good. What are you gonna do? It's a very bad juju. <laughs> and uh, and he goes, "That's not a spider. That's a cockroach." And it's a spider. You see it. And it's a spider. You're Total like, "What?" Stuff, this is sort of shit happens in these movies all the time. Where you're like, "What the fuck is uh, happening?" This is like not tethered to anything. Um, it, yeah. And so he's in this house, and then I kind of liked. There's a whole sequence towards the beginning of this, and I kind of thought it was gonna all take place in one night for a while, because this whole sequence is him just like his neighbor jumping out, and then like a murder happens, but he doesn't see it, and the, it gets dragged off. It's kind of like, oh, is this gonna be all in one night? That would be kind of neat. That would be kind of cool. And then, um, and of course, that's not the movie that has no interest in actually doing. Most of the murders in Blade that. in the Dark take place in the daytime too. Yeah, not yeah. in the dark. Yeah. yeah. Uh. So it's a chip. But the first, out. but the first one is in the dark, if I remember correctly. Yeah, the yeah. neighbor gets the neighbor killed. Gets She's killed. on her way back to her place. <laughs> She's like, "Okay, well, I scared you. Bye. Yeah, peace." <laughs> the neighbor pops out and is like, "Hi, I'm in the house for some reason," and he's not that perturbed by there being a Just stranger in the house. Just and leaves. And she's like, "Hi, hello. I, I'm a lady. I'm the neighbor. I like sex. You like sex? Maybe we have sex. Maybe sometimes. we can make a love." I gotta, I gotta leave. <laughs> It's like spicy well, meatball, hey, what are you going to do? <laughs> I, I totally met her. He's like, I can't deny that I met her and know who she is now. And then she immediately gets slashed by a box cutter out in the out in the uh, the yard. Yeah, so she's promptly murdered. And then we've got, um, <clears throat> we've got the gardener mm-hmm. who's very sort of like, hey, here's a creepy guy that's around. He's and the, yeah. then with like, like sharp tools. Well, yeah, and stuff. with sharp tools and et cetera. And then the scrapbooks. A friend of the neighbors shows up, just sort of like, hey, I'm looking for my friend. I don't know if I'm getting things out of order. Here, it doesn't I matter. I don't think it really matters. <laughs> it doesn't matter at all. No, yeah. and she's like, I'm going to go swimming. But then there's also the landlord, the guy who like rented the house to him, who's right. like, hey, I'm just showing up because there's a strange smell around the pool. Yeah, the stinky pool. Is yeah, this, the pool stinks. Is this the guy who keeps talking about how he's going to Kuwait? Yep, yeah, I'm going to Kuwait. <laughs> he's constantly going to Kuwait his or dad back owns from Kuwait. A, yeah. His dad owns Kuwait. His dad owns Kuwait. Uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. Or something. Not exactly a lightweight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, he, and he's the guy that, what, owns the house? Yeah. Well, um, And why he's you know, if his dad owns Kuwait, I don't know why he's fucking around being a landlord in, in Italy. <laughs> now that makes sense apparently. anymore. It's a very yeah. surreal genre. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this is the super graphic murder you were talking about earlier where the friend shows up. She goes swimming in the pool. She's done swimming. <clears throat> goes into a bathroom and promptly has like a bag put over That's her head. Right. A, yeah. a knife put into her hand into the oh, yeah. countertop mm-hmm. so she can't move and then a bag put over her head and it just gets progressively more gruesome. And the bag's from there. filling up with blood, he's slamming her face yeah. onto the thing. And then and then just almost for no reason there's a there's a shot where the knife is uh is stabbed into her hand through the counter. Yeah. And then uh and then the hand is like getting pulled through the like cutting oh, right. the knife oh, yeah. is like yeah. cutting open the hand. And you think that this is happening cuz she's like getting herself free. She's like you see this in movies sometimes like I have to do this painful thing to get myself free to uh while I'm, you know, in in this intense situation. And then no, that's just happening cuz it's gross. Yeah. They just like wouldn't it be fucked up of her hand like got cut open by the knife and then, and then she's dead. I mean that's part of the reason that they're making these movies is for like gross 
graphic kill scenes like this. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, this, this they, is really the only really hardcore one. In this one, yeah. Yeah, it's particularly gruesome. I mean, they're all, yeah, like you say, they're all just vehicles for a handful of things, and it depends on what the director's interested in. Right. It's either going to be like sex or gore, uh, fantastical set designs and scores, like ridiculous camera work. Yeah. It's like a handful of things or that, just, and it, you can really tell like the great directors that work in this genre just do all of them and do them fairly well. Right. And a lot of the like lesser directors and Lumberto Bava's no no one to sniff at. Like he came up being an assistant director for Argento and Bava. Mm-hmm. He's connected to all the like classic shit. But left to his own devices is fine. Yeah, he's not as good. You know, or it's like people walking into rooms and it's for whatever reason that it's just it's all green and yellow lights. Yeah, just, it, it looks fine though. There's no, no, like some pretty, they're pretty. The shots are well composed. It's like you know, like it's edited well enough. I mean, it's not like the the stuff that's weird and bad about it is not the filmmaking. I wouldn't say. No, you just what well, you're just waiting to. It's like just one red herring after another. Yeah, you know, it's all like, a piece. Who's uh-huh. who's the killer? Is it this guy? Is it this guy? Is it this lady? Who could it be? The, uh, we learned know. a little bit about the killer in after this brutal slaying that we were talking about because we you can see the body and it's a person dressed in women's clothing, but you don't yeah. see the head and you're kind of yeah. like it's a man, it's a man, right. it's a man, it's a guy in a wig, it's a guy dressed, it's yep. a psycho thing. Because what always happens because then of course whoever some, somebody sees the killer and goes like it was a woman, I saw her, she had long blonde hair. Yeah, yes, yeah. <laughs> it's always exactly. like it's always like you guys know you're like it's a Man. You guys know that wigs exist, right? It's like that's that's a line in the next one. <laughs> it is. It is literally a line in the next one. But anyways, like the the the, 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 the chick gets her face bashed in and her hand knifed, and then the killer like turns the face over, and, and apparently it's the wrong person yeah. that the killer killed. And the kill, you start hearing the killer go like, oh, oh no, oh, and the killer like cleans up the whole the scene, like the whole scene, the, murder, the, the, murder, the, Paul the murder Barrow scene. for the Undertaker's manager, Paul Barrow. <laughs> oh, oh my! Yeah, some real half-assed tidying. <laughs> yeah, does a bad job. <laughs> Not great. <laughs> there's a hole in the I counter like with blood in like, it. They just put a Kleenex box. There's over multiple it. scenes in these movies where <laughs> murder is getting cleaned up after, and it's just like somebody sprays the the, the bathtub, and all the blood just washes away very cleanly. Yeah. It's nice. <laughs> That's how it works. That's what Lady yeah. Macbeth was talking about. Exactly. She's like, oh, this blood it cleans up real easy. It cleans anyway, up easy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm no gonna problem. do I'm gonna do more murders. That's what that plays about. That when that when Bruno finds this this cleaned up murder scene, you get your umpteenth shot of Bruno fingering a piece of a little bit of blood and going like, mm, blood. There's so many shots where there's blood somewhere, and he, he just dabs his finger in it and goes, mm. Mm, and like rubs the blood together in his fingers. That's like another one of the director's <laughs> fetishes, I think. I was like, when that happened for the 15th time, I was like, why does he keep dabbing the blood? This is a real disappointment from Lombardo Bava because he's got the capability of doing some really surreal, intense shit. Mm. But th- this is, I don't know. Like, he I mean, he made Demons and Demons too, which are arguably pretty wild. Yeah, you know? no, like, yeah 100%. Those are incredibly famous and in very surreal movies. Right. And even Delirium has its moments. Yeah. But, like, this just seems like, it seems like he's trying to go for this, like, very low-key, like, dream logic. Like, this sort of, st- like, this sort of, like, a nominal state of unease. Yeah. But I think this it is never really kicks over. Him. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's like his first or second feature. And, yeah, he hasn't fully, like, kicked up to, like, demons level mm-hmm. yet. And and just the fact that it's like so few people are in it, and then it takes place at this one house setting makes gives it a feeling of like a bunch well, of friends yeah. coming together. It's making obviously a movie. been made very cheaply too, yeah. like on purpose. Well, it's you get together over the weekend, so. make a it movie. Takes, it takes place at uh, one house yeah. or at a at a movie studio, yeah. where I assume which they, I assume which I assume is where they were editing the movie. Yeah. yeah. So like we have access to the place where we're going to be cutting the movie mm-hmm. and a house. 
Yeah, whenever they go down to the basement, um, it always just looks like you're like this. Just looks like a hallway in like a, in an office space. Mm-hmm. Yes, it, it's a gigantic house that is the least fancy man- mansion of all time. Yeah, yeah the basement like, is just like a long hallway with like numerous doors on either side of the hallway. Where you're like, what sort of basement is this? Like, what's going on down there? Gar- well, that's guaranteed. You what's their editing suite is just one of those rooms. In there, yeah. I'll yeah. tell you what's going on down in the basement. And this is another fun little uh, little factoid <laughs> in the movie because like he keeps checking all the rooms, but like he knows from early. Earlier on, that the other guy, you know, the guy who the, the Kuwait guy, yeah, goes like, uh, "Why is he, he's, he's talking to him?" And he goes, "Why is this one room locked?" And the the Kuwait guy goes, "Oh, I keep some stuff in there and I keep it locked." He's not even a very good answer. He's like, "Okay." And then later on, after all these murders, okay, happen, you're the murderer. They're yeah. like, "We haven't found any of these corpses yet. Uh, have you checked every room in the house?" And he's like, "Yes, I have checked every room in the house, except one. Except the one that's except, locked. Except for the like, one that oh. all the bodies are in. And then, <laughs> that is the one. Where he yeah." <laughs> what? Jesus Christ! Real half-ass. <laughs> Come on. Do you think? Hmm. I don't know. Uh, I've forgotten a lot of this movie already. I've watched it like three days ago, yeah. and I'm like, oh yeah, all this stuff happened, and I can't remember. Uh, some other people get killed. His girlfriend shows up at some point and is like, hello, it's me. It's your me. Girl, your girlfriend. She's your girlfriend. Br- Bruno, it's me. I'm Julia, your girl. Yeah, he just, and he goes, oh, right, or something like that. And then they try to implicate that totally she's natural. in on it, too, because they, they get into like arguments, and she's she is an actress, and she's she has a play. And she's, she has a very weird, elaborate lie about a play that she's in. She's like, I'm in a play. I'm a very good actor. But the play has been banned because it's uh, because the sensitivity. Because yeah. it's about two lesbian lovers. He calls, and, and then he calls, and the guys are like, "No, nah, there's no such play. That's not. It's like play. a play and, for kids or something." And, yeah. and also, she makes up <laughs> the like, That's she uses suspicious. that as like to to shame him for not hanging out enough because like she makes up that story about how she has to drive like several hours to see him on her one day off, and then yeah. she's got to be back to rehearse. It's ridiculous. But then, but the like, but then, so the whole thing is just so that we think because the whole these whole movies it's are just set to alibi up, her. Set up to like. To like go like, oh they're not the killer, or like, and then later go maybe she is the killer, mm-hmm. but then like she doesn't do anything in the movie that like otherwise would say she's the killer except make up a weird lie, and then she <laughs> right. gets ki- and then she just gets killed. Yeah, <laughs> you're like okay, I guess it wasn't her. It, oh, it wasn't her, and then you're like maybe it's the handyman. Yeah. Nope. 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 Not him. Not him. Not <laughs> him. And meanwhile, he's like listening to the recordings that he's been making, yeah. and he can hear people like whispering in the background, and yeah. it's all very blowouty again. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But, but it all goes nowhere. I mean, no. Yeah. yeah I know. Kind yeah. of for no reason. Yeah. You're like, there's no actual clues in it. I think the person talking on the on the tape is like some woman, isn't it, or I something? Don't remember. It's, I think it's the neighbor, and yeah. I think what they're trying to set up is that there's this um, uh, this woman who. Uh, it, uh, she knows the secret about her and then you know is promptly murdered and then they find out that like this person with the same name like rented the villa before he did and then like the director also knows this woman the director the woman that the director knows is like that's who she based the who she based the, the part of the, the story, story on. on the story the thing that we saw at the beginning and mm-hmm. and she's like at one point going like it's based on you, but Linda. It's, I changed the names Linda. or yeah, whatever. You. She's like, Just you know. For, for some reason, a hysterical name for a person to have in yeah. an Italian also, movie. Also, there's this whole thing where she won't let, uh, the director won't, she's finished the movie, but she won't let anyone see this very secret, uh, like, 10th reel or whatever. Mm-hmm. That, like, is, like, the the secret ending. She won't even let, he's like, I need to see it to score the music to it. And she's like, nobody can see it. You'll just have to, I guess, write music to it, not knowing what That's you're doing. That's Hollywood. Yeah, right. That's <laughs> 
There's that's all how co- movies work. Nothing is like connected. Like even in like the really lazy movies like this that are like twisty, they like try to have these connections to all the different red herrings and like stuff that they put out there. And this one, they're just they just put them out there, and they don't yeah. actually all come together. Like they just go like, all right, we did all those things, kinda, and now here's the killer. I kind of feel like it's a symptom of being made for television because like if you look at it, there's a murder on the every thirty minutes, like almost on the dot. And like sort of similar events, and they keep rhyming with each other every quarter of the movie. So yeah. like every episode has these little rhymes and like repeated d- incidents and repeated pieces of like varying dialogue. And I think the idea was to kind of like I said, like put you into this weird hypno state, and it it totally doesn't work put together as a movie because it just becomes repetitive, yeah, yeah. And aimless. I doubt and it it's works, all, and it all is meaningless. Too. I have a feeling it doesn't work as a TV series, it might, but it might have like if you watched one a week, maybe more. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, true. if you watched 30 like, minutes of this and then you had to like wait a full week to get another 30 minutes of it, you'd... Uh, it might have a different effect. Right, it's yeah. like, I don't want to... It's a stupid comparison maybe, <laughs> but like to talk, to like relate it to like the, the new the new Twin Peaks, which I know some people don't don't like, but I adored. I thought it was amazing. I thought and it was I fantastic. I don't think that that would have worked as well as it did for me if I would binge watched it. I'm sure it would still be great, but if but like sort of being stuck in it for so long. Yeah, you have and to getting sit the rep- in it. the repetition <laughs> over and over and over again. That's part of what made it work it. for me. Yeah. Uh. Well, here's here's an example of a, of a thing that like about how they just, just they just it. keep throwing <laughs> they just keep throwing stuff out and that like for just like well this will be a thing now this then, is the plot but at one point he gets a phone call and like this is when things are starting to get scary there's there's dead bodies or at least women missing and he's like freaking out and someone calls and it's like hey man nothing you can do will help you I'm going to kill you Jeez. and he goes who's speaking and he goes it's Sandra that's the director just fucking with him I'm just that's having it. a laugh. <laughs> Okay. Anyways, that was a fun little thrill. Let's move on. Let's let's go on to the next one. Uh, so things are going bad for him. He walks by a guy and says, "Not so well." Not so good. <laughs> it's the yeah. only part of the movie. I but then at the end of the movie, it turns out, <laughs> yeah, it's so like good, Al. who was it at the end? It's the it's the Kuwait guy. Is the killer right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. well, so the whole movie keeps going. The, the the girlfriend gets killed. He goes to get that last reel because that's what that's what it's about. But the killer has has taken to the gun to the editing room and cut up all the film. For the mm-hmm. last reel, yeah, so yeah. they can't watch it. it. So he's got the editor in there. They're trying to cut it back together. Um, oh, uh, and just, meanwhile, then his girlfriend is getting murdered, dragged yeah. around a room with a bag over her head, and the killer going, ah! "Yeah, the killer <laughs> likes dragging bodies just for a little bit, chuckling and, and giggling and, and laughing. giggling." So then, and then the handyman right finds her in like a. A thing and you're like oh well it's not him and you're like I it's guess like the, a, and then the handyman gets killed immediately yeah. like a pool that. pump or something like yeah, that, yeah. that the body and I guess that's why the pool stinks because those bodies okay. the body the bodies were in there that would there's be. your problem <laughs> there's your problem <laughs> you got two bodies in here <laughs> pally <laughs> but here's here's like a, a, a kind of a longish quote from the guy like the Bruno that he records to himself that'll sum up basically the, the plot of the movie but anyways <laughs> like this is pretty fun I'm recording this just in case anything happens to me I'm nearly positive that I have uncovered a chain of murders admitting at the same time another possibility that the whole thing is in my imagination or very powerful auto suggestion but I don't think that's the case <laughs> In the house where I sit, something hellish has happened. Linda, I feel her presence, and its name is Death. It hovers all around me. I thought his name was Linda. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just said her name. You oh, can't give her a I'm, second name. I'm Death, but friends call me Linda. Call me Linda. <laughs> just go. It's fine. You I want could. a cup of coffee? <laughs> I've got a more ugly Don't. word for it. Misappropriation. <laughs> it hovers all around me, and yet somehow I'm not afraid of it. I find it fascinating. And then... <laughs> 
So that's pretty much the plot Beep. of the movie because yep. he's constantly like it's, th- and that's in all of these movies where it's like, is the thing happening or am I mad? Yeah. And sometimes one, a little bit of the I one, think, and sometimes a little bit of the yeah, other. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, another big thing in these movies is just gaslighting. Oh, there's yes. tons. That's like Abs- yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, if that's not in the soup, it's just not. It's not going to work. Yeah. <laughs> also, these movies are all directed to look like dream sequences, and then there are dream sequences. Right. Yeah. So you'll be like, that yeah. feels like a dream sequence, and then oh, it was real, and then you're like, that feels like a dream sequence, and it was a dream. I don't want to jump ahead too much, but that's particular oh, problem. Shit, I thought we were at the end. That's a particular problem <laughs> in Fatal Frames. Yes. Oh yeah. Is that like. Uh, there was a scene that happens where I'm like, where it's like, oh wow, this is like a dream sequence, because where this girl gets murdered, and then like the scene kept going and mm-hmm. going, and then he's talking to the cops and bringing them back to the murder site, and I was like, this isn't a dream sequence. They just shot. Yeah, they just shot it like that. I just shot or like, like that. at the beginning of Fatal Frames when it's like, oh, this is a, a fake movie that I'm watching. No, uh, uh-uh. uh. No, this is just the movie <laughs> you're watching. But uh, anyway, back to Blade. Here, here's but, another, but it here's was a, a, it's it's a problem. It's a yeah. real problem in that movie. I think in in well, uh, that's not a very good director. In Delirium, I think that the like it's there's more delineation. The surreality works there's, better there's in like, Delirium. Yeah, delineation in Delirium. Del- delineation Delirium, my favorite Craftwork uh, album. <laughs> my favorite wow. tag team wrestling <laughs> concern. Okay, good, good oh, yeah. guys, good. Uh, <laughs> here's another. Here's another line that just, just uh, sums up what we were talking about. One person at one point, someone says, "But the difference between fantasy and reality often becomes minimal." And you're like, "Yeah, in movies like this." Maybe no, not in so real much. life. In re- <laughs> I don't find that to be the case. Yeah. Huh. Maybe when you're know. sitting. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, you've, got the, you've got the fancy chair. Yeah. <laughs> you're you've right. got the piano. <laughs> Ooh la la. Uh, yeah, anyway. Is um, this movie over yet? Well, we're getting there. <laughs> uh, right? Did we get that? I don't, think I don't we remember. Have, I don't think there's much more to cover. I mean, who's the killer? Uh, the killer is the, the landlord guy. from Kuwait. And he, and, and he shows up and he's dressed like a lady. He's dressed like a lady. And his, it's, his psychopathology is all that, like, you know, they made fun of him and they said he was a girl and that made him want to kill people. Right. And so he kills people in a uh, alternate ego... Linda, yeah. yeah, and then his dying words are, "I'm not a female." It's yeah. quite woke. That's it. He's as not, they a, say. not a female because the the thing that he's saying is like lo- in Italian is longer. They needed to fill in the space, yeah. so he keeps saying, "Not a female child, not sure. a female child." He should have said, yeah. "Hashtag not a female." Yeah, hashtag not, a not all men. <laughs> yeah, so Bava just wanted to kind of like sprinkle in a little like dress to kill flavor. I guess yeah. he's like, yeah. "I'm tired of ripping off blowout." I gotta get dressed to kill in here. So but yeah. it's real half-assed. It's very half-assed. <laughs> but uh, also, strangely, less problematic. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, because yeah. it's not yeah, there yeah. in the first place. Well, and also they don't. Uh, it's less. It's also less problematic because the movie doesn't try to explain it. Right. It doesn't have a scene all. where he watches Donahue which, which, and I mean, Donahue explains sure. transsexuals well, or, to him. Or no, but not even that. But the other. The, we talked about it on our. Yeah. Or this. Yeah. The, the scene at the end. The scene at the end where they're out to uh, lunch and they're mm-hmm. like they're talking about he she they're yeah. he's, she's describing to him. Uh, Transgender yeah, in, in, surgery yeah. in graphic detail in great or whatever detail. Just um, for I mean, I would argue that that is although like it's like mm, that's not great uh, writing. That scene is great because in the scene in Dress to Kill when she's doing that, there's the like old some ladies, ladies yeah. like old ladies behind her at a table and they're like in the split focus and she's like listening in and getting getting more really and more right. Out. And he's kind yeah. of playing it for that lady's reaction, yeah. not yeah. necessarily. So, so this is yeah. a, this is only less problematic because the movie doesn't give a shit. As it, much. Yeah, they don't. Like, but we you guys, don't you guys might have forgotten there is a scene where a guy describes what just happened. Yes, like the psycho wise. And this is Bruno, I believe, like summing everything up in case you weren't following. Ah, Bruno. By the way, Bruno, Bruno, Bruno like. The, the the blandest like hero 
in a movie ever, oh, yeah. maybe. But he says... He's just kind of there. He's like, I happen to be the guy who's here. That's yeah. why the movie's about me. He is. <laughs> not Multiple for- dead bodies stack up. He's not particularly perturbed he's not, by he's it. He's not like... Uh, it doesn't... You know, in, in a lot of these movies, too, it's like... The protagonist is a key to yeah. the mystery. Like, it's yeah, like, no, not at all. Like, this and is, he has, um, he has almost no... In- he has almost no interest in what's <laughs> yeah. even happening. He just... He kind of just wants to finish this movie just, so he can I go I just want to swim in that stinky pool. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, in, the, in the other two movies that we're going to talk about, like, the 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 protagonist is uh, is the key to is the, the mystery. Key to the whole mystery, and it's it revolves around them. Whereas the protagonist in this one is just happens to it's be the around. guy who rented this house yeah. while these murders happened. Yeah, he's, he's like he's got a job to do. He's and like I, he's at work. He's technically <laughs> on the clock yeah, while he's yeah. having to deal with all this. Time shit. is money. That's yeah. a little bit closer to some this of the Argento living. stuff, like Deep Red or like mm-hmm. Crystal Plumage, but, where like the mystery's not about yeah, yeah, the witness. Yeah. But right. the witness solves the crime. Yeah. At least right. in those, though, like, like he's, at yeah, least in those, the guy, the, the guy like it. stumbles upon it right. and then becomes obsessed, obsessed with, with solving it. it. Yeah, exactly. Whereas <laughs> this one, you barely feel that this guy cares about this yeah. mystery. Well, here's how he sums it up at the end, just just in case you were confused. She was right about Linda, but she didn't know it was Tony's alter ego. His ego as a child Tony. was too fragile, which caused his masculinity to regress. But he couldn't kill his own alter ego, so he projected his anger onto other girls. Bada boom, bada bing. Ah, there you go. The answer is simple. Carl, (laughs) answer is simple. He knifed those girls to show them that he wasn't scared. Okay. That's, yep. The end. That's, and that's then it, it ends. ends. The opening scene too. We didn't describe that. He's like afraid to go in this basement to get a ball. And then in the scene in the movie, then the ball comes. There's two boys upstairs, and the one boy went downstairs. The one they were making fun of. And then they throw the a ball gets thrown back. Bloody ball. Yeah, bloody ball, and it bounces all around. Mm. Yeah. It's so important. tennis and balls then, are recurring the, throughout the, 12th, the whole thing. The twelfth reel or tenth reel or whatever the fuck it was. The is like then that's that scene again. But like he comes walking back up the stairs. Dressed as a girl. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, now, so uh-huh. there you go. That, I don't, I'm, not say, I'm not saying it makes sense. I'm saying that's what that happens happen. in the movie. Roll credits. I can't, can't remember can't if it happens in this movie, but so many of these movies I watched, it would be like fully mediocre front to back. Like this is actually a, a, a high point for yeah. <laughs> some of the stuff I watched. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you would watch something like thoroughly mediocre from front to back and you would get to the end and because it's in Italian it just says fine yeah <laughs> fine it's fine <laughs> which yeah, I would always like it got to the point that that would come up on screen and I would just kind of shrug and go yeah. yep <laughs> it was fine yeah this was adequate fine. <laughs> yeah <laughs> it'll do it's over oh fine is there more quotes uh, and fine. this movie's I not even particularly, particularly dirty either no, like, there's, there's for some the... some one person one person yeah. watches a lady uh, uh, change into okay. a swimsuit and that's it. Right, and then right. she gets that she's the one that gets brutally murdered. Yeah, um, there's more I don't of that know. in the next one. Mm. There's another there's another line in it where just another there's throwing red herrings all over there. Like at one point, the girlfriend and Bruno are like fooling around and and she just th- she just throws this out there. Have you forgotten already that the two of us met playing tennis? Just to kind of go like, oh, tennis is the theme, so maybe it's I don't the know. Tennis ball, tennis, oh, ball. tennis balls, right? Because he finds a whole box full of tennis balls and someone's like, what's going on with this? And someone's yeah. like, I don't know. Oh, we're putting on a version of Henry V. <laughs> This is them talking about the play. I forgot about this. This really fucking made me laugh. It's 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 this movie should be canceled. Let me just point that out. But uh, but he's, she's this is when she's talking about her play, and she and he goes, "What's the play? What was the play about?" She goes, "Homosexuality and females." And he goes, "Well, that explains it. People don't want to know about that." Yeah, nobody. 
Great. Okay. Classic. Good. She's Louise. And then at one point, the director, who's actually a pretty fun character, she's like real. She's like just kind she's of chipper, chipper in a in a sort of dark sort of way. She's only in like two scenes. She's kind of like yeah. cheerfully morbid. I like her. But at one point, she's like like they wrap up another dumb <laughs> red herring of the plot, and she goes, "There, you see, all's well that finishes well, or whatever the guy said." <laughs> And then it's it's not a quote, but I did want to uh, want to talk about one of the the funniest scenes in the movie. It's one of the kill scenes. It's not as brutal as the bathroom one, but where I can't remember some lady. Uh, there is, aren't that many kills in this, right? No. Three. Yeah, the yeah the three body count's pretty low. Yeah, and she's and she's running and the and one it's, per half hour. There's the box cutter, and she ends up yeah. like locking like closing herself into behind a screen. With like open holes in the oh, screen, like, oh, yeah, and she wire. gets like she gets it's all like mashed mini, up. It's like the... like like smaller chicken wire or something like yeah. that, and she's mashed up against it. And then the killer has <laughs> the killer has the, the little it's a little box cutter too. Yeah. Like yeah. It's like a tiny box he cutter, goes. and he's like poking it in there at her, and it's like she doesn't have arms. <laughs> yeah, like just grab the knife, just grab the knife. Like her arms are like you can't see them. I don't I don't know where her arms are. And eventually, he just sort of like slowly pokes. the I was kind of disappointed that that didn't end in an eye gouge. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he like cuts. Her, I don't think they had the in the budget or yeah, something. Maybe like not. That. Like some some righteous eye gouging in my giallos. Well, Italian yeah. Italian uh, horror movies love to yeah poke people's eyes out. Yeah, too. the eye trauma is usually yeah. chances are in high. The, in the zombie ones, I guess it's more. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, like, well, if Fulci's direct, direct, directing it, there's going to be someone getting their fucking eye ripped out at yeah. some point. <laughs> and that's 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 a big uh, that's a big no no for you, right? It's not so bad, you know. Johnny Eye stuff. It's not so bad in those movies because uh, it's it's so fake. In generally in movies, it's like that's you know it's like gory and that stuff. That one's it's, pretty it's, bad. It's honestly like when people just if people are just touching eyes. There's oh. a scene in uh, this movie Raw. Mm. It's really great. Oh. Uh, Eddie Murphy movie. Raw. No. <laughs> hey guys, ever seen me touch my eyeball before? Here you hey, go. I know that people wearing rings over leather gloves is really a thing for you. <laughs> so I can so understand how Raw would be a problem. It looks so uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, but there's a scene in this movie, horror French horror movie Raw, not. To be confused with Andy Murphy's raw, right. where somebody just like licks somebody's eye at like a party, Ugh. and that and that fucking that fucking grossed me out more than any of the actual like uh, really gory, gross stuff in that movie. Because I was like, gross, somebody. Because that's like something actually did that. Yeah. In like Fulci's movies, someone didn't actually get their eye stabbed out by a zombie. Right. It was a fake eye or a cow's eye or something. Oh, you know, it was a cow's eye. But well, uh, yeah. yeah. Ratings. ratings. Oh, you get to go. Ratings. You start. Oh, uh, you start. One to five. Judd's, Douglas's, okay, Judd's right, right. Douglas's and whatever yeah. you want. I'm going to give it uh, two and a half Judd's. Mm-hmm. It's pretty, you know, it's not bad. It's not great. does the job. Um, kind of how I felt, yeah. Douglas's, I guess, also two and a half. Like, that one bathroom murder is pretty gnarly. Okay. Um, but other than that, there's not a whole hell of a lot going on. Maybe just two. Yeah. And then I'll give it um, uh, <laughs> two out of two bodies that are making your... Pool smell bad? Yeah. Pools. <laughs> I was going to go with stinky pools. Yeah. Stinky pool go. bodies. Yeah, stinky yeah. Pool that would have been a good title. Stinky Who's... pool bodies? Oh, that's the American remake. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> with Will Ferrell and Julie Louis-Dreyfus. <laughs> Nat Faxon's stinky yeah. pool bodies. Paul Feig directed it. <laughs> Can we get John Z. Riley in there somewhere? Yeah, yeah, right. It took all the punch out of it. Yeah, really. Yeah, it's just a product right up. Uh, I'm going to give this two Juds. Yeah, two Juds. Uh... I'm gonna give it one Douglas for the for the bathroom thing, yeah. Uh, and I'm gonna give it five out of five spider roaches. Spider roach. <laughs> that's not a that's not a spider. That's a cockroach. What, dude? It's time to go back to bug school. <laughs> I was trying to put a square peg into a round hole here, Travis. 
Uh, all right. Uh, I'm going to give it two and a half. It's, it is it is fun throughout. Uh, it looks good enough. Um, but, you know, not great. Uh, I'm going to give it... I'm going to give it two Douglases. There are, there are a lot of... Uh, people, and this is a recurring of the first two movies. There's just like nudie mags all over the place. Uh, and then in the second one, it's pivotal to the plot. But in this one, people just like everyone's got nudie mags. Like the the main character Bruno just got an, an open nudie mag on his on his dick. Like when I'm oh, not yeah. when I'm not composing, I like to look at these boobs. And when they go to the uh, the caretaker's like yeah. little like sanctuary or whatever, like his bedroom is just like covered. <laughs> the walls are covered yeah. in dirty magazines. And then one of the boxes in the uh, killer's locked room is is uh, ten- one of them was tennis balls, and one of them is nudie mags. That's nudie you don't mags. Have that. There should have been a scene <laughs> where Bruno goes to buy his nudie mags. <laughs> yeah. I'm just getting my nudie bag. Thanks, you know. Benevin Stanciano. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bear Bader magazine. Bear Bader, Glass Eater, Cliff Jumper. Uh, Those are all Mosh porno mags. <laughs> and I'm going to give it one entire box full of nudie mags. Oh, all right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going two and a half, Judds. It was fine. Uh, fiend. 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 Uh, I'm going one and a half Douglases for that kill scene. I don't remember much else being, besides just random kind of nudie mags. Being around, but it didn't really ever like get too sleazy. Some of the dialogue is like inappropriate and gross, especially yeah. by today's standards. Sure, but sure. it's so dumb, it's hard to it's, like be yeah, all that bothered like, by. Yeah, I don't know. And uh, I'm gonna give it. Uh, I'm gonna give it one. Not so well. That's <laughs> ah, good. Good one. I like that. Nice. Not so well. Not so well. Next up, 1987's Delirium, also from Lamberto Baba. And now, strip. No, I can't. For the last time. <laughs> No, Tony, please don't ask me that. (laughs) No. Do you know what you're doing? Oh, yes, I do. You belong to me, only me. (laughs) Go on. I've always loved you, Gloria. Every part of you. Your lips. And your tongue. The curve of your white throat that leads to the valley between those rose-capped hills. Mm-hmm. This one takes place at a nudie mag. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they, and the the first thing that you see in this movie is credits, and then yeah. the second thing that These you see in this movie are long. is boobs. Yeah, yeah. straight <laughs> into a photo shoot for a dirty magazine. There's lots of Give boobs. Give you an idea of what's coming. <laughs> this it... photo shoot reminded me of the one in Cobra. Oh yeah, oh, yeah they totally. all do. Uh, they're all like these, like 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 weird stylistic exercises. Like she looks like she's from the future, and she's just wearing like red vinyl. Is this the one in the <laughs> pool, or yeah, no, the one in the pool is okay, later. Yeah, okay. Actually, no, the one, another, the one in the pool is first. It, it yeah. opens on yeah. the one in the pool. It opens on the one in the pool because I had some hilarious dialogue where the uh, the guy, uh, the brother, I guess, who's mm-hmm. like of the main character, who's the I, photographer. He's the no, the photographer is the the other guy. He's like the publisher or something. The brother isn't like the photographer. He's just there all the time. Well, the brother is the killer. 
<laughs> well, hey, whoa. whoa. Easy there. Easy. But, but anyway, he's there, but he's like directing it as yeah. the photographer's taking pictures and he's like going like like splashing water at them the whole time and he's like, like, like put it on your tits. Like one girl in like a floaty thing and two girls like two girls like feeling her up yeah. and she's like and he at one point goes like act like you like it no this i got it <laughs> yeah. sexier make it sexier offer yourself kim you love it more abandon let yourself go surrender to pleasure no but he does at one point also yeah say, baby like, yeah doesn't he say he does at one point i remember saying him saying like pretend like you like it or something like that <laughs> probably too. Is this and then the the, the kid uh, in the wheelchair is watching this too? Like the yeah, so, so she so our main character yeah. uh, Gloria who owns the dirty magazine uh, Pussycats Pussycats yeah, Pussycats Pussycat. um, is having a photo shoot at her house in, her in pool. a pool that her brother is directing. Yeah, <laughs> it's all in the family. And then she's got a neighbor in a wheelchair that is like a peeping tom pervert who's obsessed with her and she's totally kind of into it. it. She's not not into it. Exactly. She, 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 she totally like, encourages she, him. She gave him her number. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, and apparently he calls her all the time and she's just like, ah, come on. He calls on. her all the time and is like, he doesn't like make phone sex calls to her, but he's just like, I've got to have you. No, well, this is, I got it. And, but also the dirty stuff he says is vaguely poetic. Right, yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> yeah. He's like a little dog. He's like fucking Steve Martin and so Roxanne. He's calling her up. <laughs> no, this is what he says. It feels like the actress was, was like, I don't think I'd be into this. And the director was like, but Act you like are. you like it. Act like you like it. Yeah. She's like, if I told you I was playing with it would you come over and help me and then she's like come on he's like i'm just kidding are you wearing your panties do you want to let me see you in the nude i'd be forever grateful i want to penetrate your flower and explode and then she hangs up on him and Great. she's and she like shakes her head she's like that guy this, this kid also, uh, also unacceptable. it turns out later that he's uh I guess not. He got in a car accident, but like he's in the wheelchair is all in his head. It's apparently. psychosomatic. It's psychosomatic. Yeah. His, I mean, his fiance me- died in the car accident, yeah. which also immediately you were like, "Oh, he has a fiance." This guy's much Weird. older than I thought that yeah, he was. Yeah, he looks like young Ralph Macchio in the Karate Kid. He's, he's supposed to be, and he, it's obviously supposed to be like this guy is a kid. That whole point of him, like you, well, you can actually walk if you put your mind to it. Thing is, seen is supposed to be like, well, this guy could be the killer. Then, yeah, that's well, the only yeah, reason exactly. it's in there. Because he's like Steve Martin's uh, con that he pulls in Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. <laughs> <laughs> they were dancing. <laughs> it's got a lot of red herrings. Uh, but so uh, yeah, so the I mean, she used to be a model. She's like the she used to be like that, basically like the star model for this mm-hmm. magazine. And right. then like and now her, she owns now it. she owns it because I think her husband yeah her she husband married the guy it. who owned the yeah. magazine and he, and he died, died in mysterious circumstances. Yeah. Yes. Um, and then there's an old lady who I think like discovered her as a model who's like trying to like buy her magazine from mm-hmm. her. That's so that's another red herring because like then the old her, lady fucking with her. There's her assistant Evelyn, who's sort of the second main character in this movie, and that's that's right. Daria Nicolodi, who's yeah, Argento wife at the time oh. yeah and she was in a ton of his she stuff. was in a ton of shit that's okay. Aja Argento's mother okay. Oh. okay she wrote Suspiria um, Dario yeah. married someone named Daria mm-hmm wow Power couple, cha cha cha. They were the power. They were literally the power couple for like Italian genre cinema for years. Uh, and then, so like after this uh, photo shoot, the model sticks around and is hanging out with Gloria. And then when she goes to leave. Uh, Suddenly, uh, everything is lit in garish reds this, and blues. This is fucking wild. She has a giant eyeball for a face, and then is pitchfork murdered into the pool. They it's never, the they never the explain. It. It's, it's crazy. And then, yeah. it's just, and, it's, and then is dispo- the body's taken out of there before Gloria can find it. Right. The, but well, not, the kid not in the before wheelchair. the kid in the wheelchair calls her and calls says, her up. Yep. I you, saw a murder. I saw a murder. I saw a murder. It really happened. And he sounds like he sounds like yeah. such a dick that like there's. 
there's no way that she would believe that he actually what saw What I it. thought was strange about this was that, like, okay, I got really excited when this scene happened. I was like, oh, man, is this whole movie going to be like this? No. There's, really. The eyeball thing doesn't show up again. Well, no, but the murder There's scene. something sort of like it happens later yeah, yeah. where a lady's got a bug With face. With the bees. Yeah, she yeah. But okay. they, ne- they never explain it. No, they don't explain why the killer sees, because it's supposed to be, I think it's supposed it's to be. It's all from like his point of view. The killer's yeah. vision. But why is her head an eyeball? Yeah. yeah the, 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 yeah, it's like, the why does the snowman guy, why is he so into snowman? <laughs> yeah, why? He gave you all the clues. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think ultimately, yeah, I mean, flashing forward slightly, there's another murder where there's like a woman getting into a into the shower and then she has a a bee's head. Yeah. She's murdered, and then, she's murdered by bees. At and least then someone in comes one. in and that opens up sense. a box full of bees and she's bee murdered. It makes sense, sort of, but it's also like, why? well, it doesn't make but, sense, but like it fits. Well, yeah, and the, the other one, it's like she's she got an eyeball face and is pitchforked. In the yeah. stomach. Those two don't go together. Yeah. And at, at no point do they ever really bother explaining it. And, no. it, and other than these two instances, it doesn't really, doesn't really happen, happen again. again. And yeah, it has nothing no. to do with actually what's going nope. on or the killer's yeah. motive. It reminded me of uh, the scene in Inferno where the guy. He's trying to he's trying to drown a sack of cats. Yep, <laughs> and he drown he's drowning a sack of cats in this lake. And behind him, there's a hot dog cart, like a guy at a hot dog cart, a hot dog vendor. And then so he's trying to drown these cats. And then the the rats come and the rats start devouring the guy. And you're like the and then the hot dog vendor sees it. And he's like, oh my god, those rats are killing this dude. And you're like, oh, the hot dog vendor's gonna come and save him. No, the hot dog vendor comes and stabs him to death. <laughs> <laughs> just stuff happening and it's like and that's a straight up horror movie but I was just like oh is this gonna have a bunch of weird crazy scenes like this it kinda has one more that's it yeah well yeah. I mean when you're it's like if it was a straight up Italian horror movie I think it would have more weird oh sure like sure like, you know, but I was, I was excited to, for this one at the beginning because the last one was sort of so so under stylized yeah, and yeah. this one kicks off with kind of a big bang and I was yeah, like oh okay amped up. Yeah. And it, yeah when she goes out to like look for the killer or look for the you know the model that's been pitchfork murdered into her pool, and like there's no body, but then like it's raining, mm-hmm. and like it's suddenly just like da- like torrential downpour. Oh, yeah. well, it's raining, you can see through her negligee. Yeah. So yep. can, sure. And more importantly, so can her neighbor. So can her horny now, neighbor. He's right. now watching her again, and then she yells at him. But like it goes, <laughs> it's, it goes it's, it's like sort of weirdly important that he can like see her mostly or totally naked the whole movie. <laughs> And he's just he's just leering and disgusting, and uh, also he's, the hero and also of the movie. <laughs> yeah, spoilers. The so, total creep winds up being like yeah. our number one hero at the end. He like saves the day, and it's like, oh, okay, gross. Okay, I guess he's fine. I guess he's I don't the, know. the best of he them. He seemed like a pretty bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> he was saying really. By the way, when you shit. read these quotes, you got to do the Italian guy voice. You're not doing it enough. But they don't. They, they don't, don't use them in the movie. Doesn't matter. All right, you're right. <laughs> I mean, uh, Mel no, Gibson doesn't have, have an Australian be, accent and ransom, and that didn't be, stop us. Nicole Kidman man. sounds just like this, though. <laughs> That's true. That is straight up Nicole exactly Kidman. what she sounds like. Uh, metal and Snow. <laughs> oh, it's Metal and Snow here. here. Oh, very sexy. Anyway. Anyways, uh, so yeah, this this whole movie is uh, following this uh, this uh, beautiful lady around as she's like tormented, and then again, there's like bodies are disappearing. That's another thing. And then, well, then uh, well, the, the killer the killer then. is murdering these models, and then sending her photos mm-hmm. of the bodies yep. staged in front of photos from when she was a model, like giant, her old like, photo shirts, giant blow ups of her old pictures. Yeah. 
And uh, and then so there's like, one, and she's dead on this couch, and then but uh, then the, and then the the body turns up somewhere too. The there's body like three, turns up. There's the like body three points a, to these to this mo. The body actually turns up in a dumpster because this guy there's a guy at a newsstand like pulling out his his giant stack of pussy cats and he's gonna <laughs> put them on the shelf and he goes to throw something throw some plastic away in the trash can and the the mo- murdered model is in the trash can and then it cuts to the news and they're interviewing him and everybody's he's like, like hey I found a body what do you want and everybody's and, like oh your sales are gonna skyrocket now you're probably you're probably super happy this happened and she's like no and not then, really and then her her assistant is like get print more of them but she's she's not as <laughs> bummed as you'd think she would be no so many so much horrible stuff happens to this woman and then she'll just be like someone will call her like her brother dies at one point and then someone calls her and she's like oh hi <laughs> Like, okay. Her brother dies in a sequence in which he is chased through an empty department store, and the the killer two kills the brother and the the brother's yeah. fiance. Witnessed two murders, and then she's like, "I'm a little blue." And then someone calls, me, "Oh, how you doing? Where are you? Tell me about your day. My brother was murdered <laughs> yesterday." That uh, department store she sequence was actually, actually also reminded me of Cobra. Yeah. Oh, one hundred percent. It's weird how much Cobra flavor this movie had. <laughs> yeah. It's got a little bit of cobra flavor. And, spoil- in it. and also in the department's are secrets, the the reason she's so nonchalant about it is because she probably knows her brother faked his death, right? Or is, I mean, it's her brother. <laughs> no, she I don't knows think he's so. a creep. No, of course very, she doesn't. I'm very just, successfully, I was joking. she doesn't know. But no. it's like it turns out that that wasn't an actual thing, <laughs> right? Uh, I, but before we go like too far, much farther from it, I, there's a really funny line when the, from the guy who finds the lady in the dumpster, the the, the newspaper man. He's being interviewed by a very hilarious looking reporter. You're like that guy's a reporter. <laughs> okay, he looks like an Italian Gene Shallot or something. <laughs> yeah, it's really weird. But anyways, the guy goes <laughs> three mustaches for delirium. <laughs> yeah. I was shocked. I was shocked to see her all covered with blood, especially after seeing her all pretty and sexy on that magazine cover. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does work pretty good with the Italian uh, voice. It's wild, but it's in reality every voice in this, every male voice in every Italian movie is all the same guy. <laughs> he sounds one, just like this. I was guy. very surprised to see the dead body. <laughs> there's a there's a cop who shows up uh, after that who's like a detect just a, a handsome detective guy who serves almost no purpose in this entire movie. Yeah, except at one point except someone that, goes like, to go like he doesn't he look handsome? like a cop, yeah. and you're like he looks exactly like a movie cop. What are you talking about? He's got a fucking trench coat on. Crazy. Uh, he just shows up a couple times to be like, mm. Mm, what they, what barely, say? Yeah. at one point, at one point, he goes, him and his partner are talking, and he's like, he's like, I wonder, I, I can't wait to see where the next body sh- turns up. Yeah, me too. Yeah, <laughs> right. And, like, and somehow what? it's not like Richard Conti, like collecting a two day paycheck. <laughs> no, it's just some Italian. Just a guy. guy. Just a guy. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Yeah. That's that's it. That's that's pretty much the line. Yeah. I got it right here. Wonder where this is the whole scene. Wonder, wonder where the next body's going to show up. Find another body, and it's the cop and his partner. Because wonder where we'll find the other bodies. Yeah, I wonder too. And then he goes, <laughs> "Looks like the same killer, all right." Yeah. <laughs> so we better just sit back and watch this movie unfold. <laughs> it's the Italian justice system at work. Uh, <laughs> uh, but we we don't want to. Yeah, well, they the... fucked up that Amanda Knox thing, so we, we know that they're uh, you know they're <laughs> yeah. not great. Uh, I kept thinking about that the whole throughout this whole movie. It was like, yeah, man. Well, I thought about that through this one and through Fatal Frames because there's a lot more in Fatal Frames. There's a lot of him dealing with the the Italian police. Yeah, and they seem they do seem incompetent a lot, even by the end. Anyway, Amanda Knox, if you're listening to this podcast, we'd love to have you as a guest. (laughs) Hey, I we know Amanda. We know Amanda Knox. Yeah, Yeah, I I never met her. You never met her. You know, I never went to that shop. I never drank coffee. I never went. Well, that's right. Oh, and I met her. I must have helped her. Like she maybe she came into the store too. Okay. Well, anyway. Yeah. She's nice enough. Nice girl. Yeah. Anyway, uh, anyway. Probably, possibly a murderer. No, she's not a murderer. You don't think so? Nah, not, a, not even for a second. Okay. Speaking of murders that didn't happen in real life, uh, we got to get to the next the murder. Time I this killed movie. you. Oh, okay. Right. 
Yeah. The bee murder. The bee murder. The bee murder. It's a bee murder. It's so a like, bee murder. There's another photo shoot, another sexy photo shoot where some mummies are feeling up some ladies. Oh my god, yeah. and sexy then, and mummies. The, and the main the main model goes home. The brother takes her home because that's what he does with the models. He, uh-huh. he takes her home. But he can't get it up. But he can't get it up. And she's nope. and she's actually she's actually very She's pretty chill about it. Well, she's like she's <laughs> yeah, like she whatever. seem to really care. She's like, hey, I, I actually, we can still fool around. She's basically like, yeah. yeah, we can still fool around or like just or whatever. Just do whatever. And he's like, yeah, whatever. And he's like He's like he's he's mad, but then he and then he's kind of like okay, uh, he's resigned about it, and he's like, well, I'm gonna leave because I can't fuck you, and she's like, great, whatever, let's. She's she's very cool about everything. She's kind of like whatever, like, maybe some other time. She's like, I don't care, yeah, maybe some other time, maybe not, who cares? Uh, yeah. Goodbye, and then she's like gonna take a shower and some killer in a bee costume. No, no, no. Up. He's got a. He's wearing. She's got, got a bee face. She's got a bee head. He's, he's got, got a bee no, beekeeper no, outfit. No, he's got a beekeeper outfit. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Bee costume. That's sorry. I meant beekeeper outfit. But he shows up in a beekeeper outfit and like shutters her entire apartment. Yeah. And so she releases a box full so of bees. She releases a box of bees <laughs> and she gets uh, she, she gets, gets stung to death. Stung to yeah. death, naked while with by bees. That's my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> and she's and when the killer sees her, I guess it's from the killer's point of view. She has a bee head. Mm-hmm. For some reason, you're like, why? Is they never explain it. They never explain why the killer sees these visions although there is an intro at the beginning of the dvd version of this that i watched last night i don't know if it's at the beginning of I the did. there wasn't blu-ray, on the blu-ray um where uh Alberto bava is like he's like this is one of my personal favorites because uh you know it really gets to uh, i really get to express myself with the you know the killer's visions and stuff and then you go uh-huh and you think mm-hmm. like, oh this is gonna go on and then that's it that's it it's like 30 seconds of him saying like this is one of my personal favorites because of this uh, stuff it, and then it's and then it's done. You're like, oh, okay. So just God, can I get espresso, more cigarettes, please? <laughs> so that ex- so that explains. So that didn't that didn't explain anything. It's because uh, I like to put an eyeball on a lady's head. And uh, I just wanted to fucking do it. What do you want from me? <laughs> I wanted to put a thing on a face. Look, I just want to know. So if somebody asking me, I can explain it. I can explain it. Uh, Bing. Uh, I want a, a sexy bee lady in a shower. I think that we need to we need to explain this this bee murder scene and how it's directed because it's very it, it, I think it's the key to just what kind of movie this I, is. I like this because the lady the lady when she she's naked and yeah. she's being uh, stung by bees and like she is like making model poses. She's <laughs> yeah. screaming, but she'll like pop up like na- like topless and and it looks like it looks like again there's like a photo, photo shoot is happening. Like he's going like make your boobs flop around and flap your hair, but also scream because you are being killed by bees I wanted, like to be, like it. I wanted it to be scary but a sexy at the same time a scary sexy more sexy more scary it's pretty wild so at one point she's just covered in bees it's funny too because the killer goes in there and he opens this really small box yeah and I then mean, the it's place like a is, small shoe box it's a very small box it might even be but a shoe box there are millions right? of bees there are millions and by yeah. the end there's millions of bees it's as if the bees he like i will release 15 bees, and they will multiply once they yeah, hit the bees, air. Bees multiply fast. That's true. Bees multiply in the air. Or if there's a shower on. <laughs> That's what they say. Yeah. Humidity. <laughs> bees multiply in the air. That's a bumper sticker. <laughs> it would have been so cool if there was like afterwards, like they found her body and there was like a nest inside her. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> the well, they don't find her body, but he does send them pictures of her and her face. Her face is no longer model pretty anymore. No, it's it not that. And she's dead. Anymore. And she's dead. She's got bee face. She's got bee, bee sting face. She was bee faced. She was bee faced. Oh, jeez. She was beheaded. She was beef. So they get, they get photos of her in front of another photo of the thing. The same thing, you know. The, yeah, set you up in get front the of the deal. giant photo of It keeps Gloria happening. And they yeah. go, oh, no, and they're horrified this time as well. Oh, there's a, real, there's a really funny scene because, like, <laughs> okay, so one woman is dead. 
already. I mean, yeah. if that happens one time in your life, that is the worst thing that ever happened. You would you would not recover from it really quickly. <laughs> but anyways, like a, a person has already gone missing first and then died. Yeah. So this lady has gone missing, and then they tell the lady about it, and, and everyone's like, "I'm sure it's gonna be fine." <laughs> <laughs> and then so the cop like goes, "Don't even worry about it." She, it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, they're kind of, they're yeah. almost they're almost like, like no, you know, eh, it's just not good. There's hardly any connection. What? They're two women that were taking photos for your magazine. What's the connection? What's the problem? What do you want to do about the yeah. connection? What is it? Then she and then she like uh, she does turn up dead, and the and the cop is talking to talking to the brother who was the last person to see her alive, and the cop really really gets him. He has a great comeback where the, where Tony or whatever the brothers Tony. Are. Tony. It is Tony, right? Yeah, Jesus, it's Tony. so many Tonys. And he's like, I was probably the last one to see her alive, and the cop goes, No, you're forgetting the killer. Like, ah, <laughs> very good. Oh, touche. Ah, but you got the me cop there. is wrong. Yes, because yeah, he was. Tony's the killer. Tony is the killer. It turns out. Well, spoiler alert! Before we get to Tony being the killer, Tony gets killed. <laughs> <laughs> right then, there's a department yeah. store scene. Is pretty is like the next big murder scene, right? Sure, because yeah, uh, through all of this, while Gloria is negotiating selling her magazine, yes, she also decides that maybe she's going to get back into modeling. Uh huh. And so, yeah. she, but so which means she has to go shopping. Yeah, right. She, she needs does. to get some clothes. She needs some clothes. Tony's, Tony's and, oh, and fiance. a great thing happens while they're yeah with Tony's fiance and Tony, and while they're wandering from department to department, they'll go up an escalator, yeah. and she's like. This is the men's section. Yeah, that clothes is just as stylish as ours now, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, and then they'll go, and she's like, "This is still the men's yeah, section." Yeah, this is <laughs> yeah. still the men's section. My favorite part of it is I crucial. Mean, I, I know that a the crucial place piece is of dialogue. I know it's night, and the, the department store is closed down for them. But like, when they get to the department store, they just pull up outside the front door and park crooked on the sidewalk. On the sidewalk, and just yep. they just go in. Well, yeah. I don't know if you've been to Europe lately. Right, That's it's just the how same. they park everywhere. The whole place yeah. is falling their, apart. Their roads everywhere are not built for cars, and so they don't know. They still don't know how to drive. Yeah, they were built for carriages. Two hundred years later, yeah. yeah. I, I say that for all of Europe. That is a pretty all good. Cha- There's a pretty good like same. killer chase sort of scene in that. Uh, it reminded me not yeah. just of Cobra, but of the scene where he's fighting the gremlins and gremlins at the end. Oh yeah, <laughs> totally. Because like, the store is constantly the you know department store yeah. is yeah. There's yeah, also, this is actually a good scene. She's in the elevator for yeah. a time, and uh, she, like his body really comes, well his done. body, his comes, body up the, comes up the escalator. Mutilated body comes up the escalator, and she's yeah. she's terrified and horrified. But before that, there's also some great scenes where they're walking around, and she's talking about what she would wear. And she goes yeah. like, "Oh, maybe uh, maybe slip, uh, skiing in the nude, and stuff like that. <laughs> maybe only, I, maybe I put a scarf. A, maybe I put only a scarf maybe on. You're like, yeah, sure, you could put any one of these pieces of clothing sure. on. Why not? Before this too, there's more red herrings. Like she's uh, she's like hooked up with some other with an actor friend that she knows mm-hmm. Alex. she ran into on set who was shooting some kind of barbarian or post-apocalypse movie yeah. at some movie and there, there's Dario Nicolodi's character the assistant is like kind of like put up as possible yeah. red herring like and she's trying to gaslight her into selling the, the magazine sure. Tony walks in on her having sex in the tub with yeah. uh, with this actor at one very point. very weird she's, sex na- scene. she's naked a lot in this movie yeah. by the way but, and neither of them are particularly phased by it he walks in he was like oh I didn't know you had company and then she like shuts the door <laughs> and and she's just like meh it's totally, kind of it's totally Italy in 1987. I want to know how much cocaine was floating around this set. I, <laughs> I mean, have a, a lot of blow. Drenched in coke. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that that's that bathtub scene is like I I laughed out loud because they're like they're like porking in the bathtub and he, and he's in like a thrust. Way. It's in a strange way. They're it's, porking. 
They're totally porking. And that, prove me wrong. <laughs> they're hoping. I would, I would call it porking. Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. But, it, but like, there's not a lot of like sex, like actual sex in this, but this is an actual sex scene, and there's like thrusting involved, but the angle, he's like on a side yeah, angle. He like he, like he, I think he's just slamming his dick into like her hip or something or like that. Or maybe he has like a really, really long but thin dick. And it kind of bends it around. Like bends, it yeah. seems impossible what's happening, and so that's funny. They call that licorice dick. <laughs> Lick in Italy, they do. Doctors, yeah. Oh. Italy. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's how it's pronounced. It's in the Italian. national pastime of Italy. <laughs> the translation <laughs> gets weird. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they call it. It's, I don't know what the Italian term is for. Trust me, it's I much more poetic I... in the original. Uh, you <laughs> know what it was? Amaretto pico. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I thought I had licorice dick when I was over there, but there, but there is like a little bit of a, a little bit of a clue because the brother walks in and he's like, oh, 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 okay. Anyways, and he's kind of like weirdly upset about it, and then the the husband goes like, "Uh, you're not bothered by the fact that your brother saw you making love to a man, are you? And she's kind of like. Not really, and then it tur- but it turns out there's a whole like the yeah. brothers got an obsession with her, so that was like actually somewhat pivotal to the plot in yeah. that scene. And, and, and funny sex with licorice dick. <laughs> so that's good stuff. Yeah. Uh, good old licorice dick. Good old licorice dick. And uh, yeah, so oh, that, that, were you thinking of that scene with Alex, the red herring part? That's probably my favorite scene yeah, in the goes, entire she, movie. She's like, she's like, are you back in town yet? And he's like, no, I'm uh, I'm still out of town, but I'll be back. in I'm Rome. not in Rome. I can't wait to see you in Rome. Uh, I'm in Greece right now. Yeah, I'm in Greece right now. I can't wait to see you. I'm certainly not back, in Rome. When I get back to Rome, and then he like is hanging up the phone, and the camera pulls back, and he's he's, <laughs> he's at a it's hotel. Like Colosseum right there. The Colosseum. You're like, hey, that's in Rome. You're like, I know that. I don't know shit. This I one know thing, that's Rome. That's the thing I know. It's that thing. One, it's in fucking one thing Rome. I liked about that, though, is, not, I mean, yes, it's corny, but uh, it's one of the only plot developments in any of these movies that's not just bluntly articulated in dialogue. Like, that's true. It's actually something that somebody did visually to get information to you, as yeah, opposed yeah. to just, like, something that looked cool. Yeah, or sh- still they actually show you. don't tell. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and it works, because you're like, he's in Rome. Hmm. That's one of the things. And also, like, it is telling that that's the thing they picked, because there are plenty of other things, you know, famous landmarks in Rome you could have in the yeah. background that, some cats and some like, garbage but like you know <laughs> people children people, with guns. people might not get it but you see the coliseum and go like oh that's rome <laughs> yeah <laughs> so this is gonna be sold to, this movie's gonna be sold to people all over the world so they have to have uh, something rome. in the background that's uh rome uh the coliseum guess what <laughs> and there's a guy with a in a gondola going by even though it's venice it doesn't matter <laughs> Uh, well, so there's so his brother. Her brother gets killed. His fiance gets killed. The fiance's body turns up outside her house, but the brother's body still hasn't turned up. And that's mm-hmm. when the cops exchange that great dialogue of wondering where the next body will turn yeah. up. Yeah, like a couple of real detectives. <laughs> like, I wonder where it'll turn up. Anyway, we can try and figure it out. No, no, that's not our job. <laughs> our job is to just look. W- we can't be detecting where <laughs> bodies are going to turn up. <laughs> Yeah, uh, uh, and, and then, indeed they don't. And indeed they don't. They don't no, find. They don't do shit. Oh, and then his his body does turn up after she's she's laid up on some sedatives and stuff. His body does turn up in her pool, but then it turns out that he wasn't actually dead, and mm-hmm. he gets out of the pool and um, attacks her with a knife. Attacks her with a knife. He's trying to cut her clothes off. He wants to see her naked body one more time before he kills her. I think there's like a, uh, a, a pretty thing. cool scene where he's stalking her around, and there's a high pitched voice. 
that's happening in uh, uh, as he's like, like you can't see the, the person. He's like, you hear his voice coming yeah. from some other part of the house. And he's like, I'm going to kill you. Oh, he's you're, got a, you're next. He's got a tape recorder. But it's a tape recorder. Yeah. And then at a certain point, he like turns the pitch down. He's yeah. like, I'm going to kill you. And you're like, and it, maybe if you'd been paying more attention and I wasn't, then you'd be like, oh, that's someone's voice that I recognize. But I was just like, oh, it is a lower voice but now. she, But she also doesn't. Like when he does that, there's a whole, there's like a few minutes of her walking around still being scared. Sure. And she doesn't go like, Tony? That's Tony's no, voice. No, she does not. <laughs> my no, brother, she put one and two together. My brother, yeah. whom I've known my entire life, that's his voice. Of course I recognize that. She doesn't, and until she sees him and goes, Tony? <laughs> but I just found your dead body. <laughs> uh, sure at which enough. point we get the great reveal of the hero of our story which is the pervert next door <laughs> that's right <laughs> when everything is coming to a climax he's, he's like gonna cut he's cut her bra off he's made her undress and he's gonna he's i want like you gonna, to get naked i want to see you naked one more time he's gonna cut her panties off and then what happens he gets shot in the dick shot in the dick <laughs> he gets straight Pretty up amazing. shot in the dick by the pervert, by the pervert next psychosomatic door. cripple that's yep. so great but, but he's still in the wheelchair oh and right after he gets in shot in the dick he vomits he vomits blood all, all over, over her yeah. boobs. Yeah, the brother vomits blood <laughs> kind of movie all we're talking over about. her. Yeah. yeah, all over her boobs. And then there's something then Freudian it, about it, but I don't know what. I can't quite. Put, I can't quite pinpoint it. And then it cuts. And then it cuts to. But it also cuts to the shot of the neighbor who's like wheeled with his electric wheelchair wheeled over there, and he's just fucking got a gun and he's smiling his yep. ass he's off. So he's psyched. so smug and happy that he just shot this guy in the dick. It's rad. <laughs> he just saved the day. And, cut to. Hospital. Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh the, yeah. Uh, the ending of this is really funny. <laughs> Where she's she, in the hospital. She like wakes up. Well, she wakes up the cops there. Yeah, and she's like, "Is my brother dead?" And, and they're like, "Uh, no, he's not dead. He's gonna but make it. He's gonna make it, but he's gonna be in a chair. He's never yeah. gonna fuck again. But I guess it's not a problem. <laughs> yeah, because he yeah. couldn't get it no, up they, anyway. They specifically say he's gonna be in a wheelchair. Yes, for the yeah. rest of his life. For the rest of his life. And then you see a bunch of POV shots of a wheelchair with someone with some flowers. Mm-hmm. You're like, no, but first oh, right. she has like a, a nightmare that that kid is like gonna come in and kill her. Yeah. Which also, yeah. Previously, there's also a really gross and graphic nightmare where she imagines that he comes in and assaults her with like a weird oh, dildo, right. like a, a weird glow, light dildo glow stick. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's yeah. easily the grossest it's like, part of the movie. It's like she's on keeps, the phone or something she's like in that. Bed or? And she he yeah. keeps going like, "I want to be. I'm gonna put it inside you." And yeah, so yeah. It's saying it's, it's too, pretty gnarly. It's, it's pretty gnarly. This whole, that's so it's so because the whole the whole time this character. God, is I actually like, forgot about that setup. Yeah. Is setup is is like so unsympathetic. This wheelchair kid and like. And like then, it, then it turned, and he's the fucking hero at the end. And the movie doesn't like bat an eye and go like that. There's any kind of complexity there. It's just that he fucking saved the day. Yeah, yeah, that's and it. And it doesn't go. It doesn't like address that. Like and the they, whole rest of the movie, he's been <laughs> real gross and creepy yeah. and weird. Yeah. yeah. And they try to do the thing at the end where like, oh, is a killer coming back in his wheelchair to get her in the hospital? Well, you no, think it's, it's her brother? Yeah, you think it's her brother, but it's like, no, it's Ralph Macchio in the but, wheelchair, and, and he's, he's like, like, it actually oh, does like now. show the brother too, like, yeah, with yeah. the knife, and then it's well, like, no, it wasn't because he's because he pulls the flowers off yeah. of the knife, and then the camera pans up with right. the flowers, and it's the brother, and then he goes to kill her, and she's like, oh, and then it wasn't him, it was the wheelchair kid. Yeah, but he's, I hope you're doing well. I brought you flowers, and then you're like, who's this guy? He's like, nice all of a sudden, and I'm starting to walk again. Starting to walk again. She's like, that's great. She goes, that's great, and it freeze frames. Yep. It's actually pretty funny too because like he's he's come he comes back like the conquering hero. He did save her life, literally. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's and he's just like, I just wanted to come say hi, maybe bask in the fact that I saved you and you'd expect in a different kind of movie, maybe she'd be like, Oh, thank you so much. Oh, maybe there's gonna be romance between us or something. She's just like, Oh hi, hi. Hi. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. 
All right, that's great. It's so weird. <laughs> she still doesn't have the time of day for him. And then the end. Fine. 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 Roll credits. Fine. Roll credits. Yeah. This one was better than fine. This was better, a little bit I better than fine, I'd say. Fine. Yeah. I like this one. I've se- I had seen this one before, and I, d- I liked it more this time. Uh, I think I, yeah, I don't know. I think I don't know what I was expecting more the first time or something. So you know, but I enjoyed, I enjoyed watching it more this time. It was fun. Yeah. It's a great looking movie. Like a lot yeah. of the, like a lot of the, like the crazy sequences we were talking about are really well done, and just like there's nothing like it. Like the the scene, like the, they, I don't know if we pointed it out, but they play this like crazy rock jam every time mm-hmm. that oh, the yeah. killer's about. It's like this guitars. like butt rock, but it's like a lot good. of a lot of Bob's movies are scored with that weird rock. But it, like it only, yeah, but, really like, but that it. rock comes in when it's like the kills. So it's like all as soon as the like the like butt rock guitars yeah. start, mm-hmm. you're like, ooh, the murderer is around because mm-hmm. everything turns red and butt rock. I'm it's pretty great. sure this is right around the same time as like Argento did Phenomenon, which is mm-hmm. yeah, it's got like Iron Maiden and Motorhead yeah, in it yeah, and yeah. stuff. And I feel like Lamberto was like, yeah, I could do that. Except for I do not have the money. <laughs> I can't afford Lemmy. This could have used a killer have, monkey. Well, he yeah. could afford he could afford uh, he could afford Lenny down the street. <laughs> yeah. I get Lenny. But yeah, to that's do a, it. that's interesting to point that out because also that has the bug scene too. Yep. Oh yeah. But he doesn't okay. have he doesn't have Motorhead money. Yeah. Mm. This is definitely this is definitely a phenomenon knockoff. Like you you you've hit it on the head. That's oh my. Good. In in like very in some ways. Sure, but. but in the way that a lot of these movies are kind of knockoffs, yeah, yeah. like you know they'll do something popular and we'll kind of rip that off a little bit here. Yeah, yeah, yeah a little bit. But except in in that one. It's like there's a whole thing, a reason where there's bugs, and in yeah, this one, yeah. it's like it's bees because that we thought that would be neat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like basically, he had yeah. a drawing of a lady being murdered by bees, and went, eh? And yeah. some pervy financier. Eh, went, what do you want? Okay, got some bees. Let's it's okay. Here's some money. Here's a check. Hey, for, here's a check for money. I like it for five hundred dollars. Here's a check for five hundred dollars. Ooh, I'm halfway there. You got any more quotes? Uh, that, that's pretty much all hey, I got. You, got? Uh, you want to go ratings? Sure. Uh, I'm gonna go just like a solid like three Juds. Mm-hmm. Like this, this totally is. It's fun and dumb and has some good visuals, but ultimately, kind of doesn't give a shit about itself in a, in a weird way. It's sort of like uninterested in its own plot. Yeah. It doesn't but drag it, too much. But you it, know. yeah, it moves. It's 90 minutes. Like, it, yeah. it felt a little long we, to we me. Skip, but. This is an hour 45, I think. We skipped some Wasn't stuff, it? but all the scenes we skipped were literally just like people at an office having boring conversations. And there's not too yeah. many. You know, and that's between the great, you know, the, the two great kill scenes and then the shopping mall scene. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so yeah. it moves pretty quick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Douglas's, I mean, there's just a, a whole, just like <laughs> oh, ton of nudity and... Yeah, it's, it's a boobarama. Gro- yeah, and some yeah, it's a full on boobarama, and there's some gross kills, and especially the nightmare sequence where like the yeah. next door kid is gonna assault her. Like, I, I'm gonna go three and a half Douglases, mm-hmm. I guess, and then I'll give it um, one out of one brothers getting shot in the dick. Mm. <laughs> nice, it's good. Uh, I too, I'm gonna give it three Juds for the same reasons. It's pretty solid, uh, and it has a couple of great a couple of great kills. Uh, it's definitely more stylized than, than the last one, so that was nice. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna give it. I'm also gonna give it three and a half Douglases. Although I'm teetering on the precipice of giving it four for the for the nightmare scene. Yeah, for sure, it's real gross. Pretty gnarly. I can't believe I forgot about that. Uh, anyway, what's happening? It's very, it's very pervy. I watched all three of these back to back to back. So. Oh my god. <laughs> It was rough. That's anyway, so I make I made it a point not to do that just because I was like, yeah, I was Fuck. like, if I do, I was like, if I do that, I won't remember what happened in any of them. I, it was it was the only <laughs> time I had to do it. Normally, I would not want to do that. Anyway, uh, and then I'm going to give it uh, ten out of ten million bees. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. Quickly multiplying bees at yeah. that. Uh, I'm also going three juds. 
It's a, it's a great it's a great looking movie, and I have to say, after well, I watched it after watching Fatal Frames, which is not a great looking movie at all. One of, one it of sure the, wants to be. Well, it's trying really hard and failing spectacularly. It's a fucking eyesore. We'll talk about it, but oh, this yeah. is. But I watched it immediately afterwards, and this is a and and that Fatal Frames is at some weird transfer, so it's like this small. It's, yeah, like it's, a, it's not anamorphic, so it, it doesn't looks, fill your widescreen television. Doesn't fill it's a widescreen television, yeah. and still looks like shit, even though the image is smaller. And then I watched this; it was full in glorious Blu-ray. Yeah, and I was just like, "Oh my god, that's right! Movies are movies are beautiful." Yeah. So it was like very refreshing to watch at that particular point. Yeah. Oh, my rewatch of this, I streamed it, and oh. and the first time I watched it was on that Blu-ray, uh. which is gorgeous. And the streaming version that's up right now looks like garbage. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So I recommend if you are going to watch this. Tr- Try to get a physical copy. Get the, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's the best. It's, well, it's the thing the streaming's got going for it. It's on Prime. Is it on Prime? It's uh, on Prime. These, mm-hmm. And these, uh, these like uh, these giallos. That's a lot of what these giallos and ho- Italian horror movies in general have yeah. going for it's them. The visuals, yeah, is the stylish visuals because the plots barely ever make any yeah. sense. And so you're like, if they don't look good, it, even the straight it, up classics like some like Suspiria yeah, yeah. does barely has a story. But I mean, I mean, yeah, and if you saw Suspiria on like a real yeah. real shitty version, you'd be like, this movie is fucking nonsense because yeah, the like, dialogue the is all fucking dumb. Yeah. And you, that's all you'd get out of it, is like some hilarious dialoguing, and then I guess there's witches. Right. Uh, but if you see it on like a gorgeous Blu-ray transfer, you're like, this movie is kind of amazing like, and yeah, still doesn't yeah. make any. If you, watch, sense. if you watch Deep Red, like panned and scanned, you know, it's, yeah, you know, we're gonna be like, what the fuck is so, this? You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so uh, I, I give it three stars just for the just for the visuals alone, but the, but it's also fun. There's this dumb dialogue yeah. in it, and uh, you know the naked ladies. <laughs> I, I, I like naked ladies. Come on, <laughs> what, what are we talking about here? Hey, they're very good looking. They're very, I like a naked ladies. These ladies are very good at being naked. You're very good at being a naked. You look lady. good and naked. Hey, Let me see nice. your boobies. Come on, but I got other boobies. What's the, I mean, when he's when he's directing the uh, the mummy the mummy photo shoot, <laughs> and he, he's going like, look uh, look scared, but also look. Uh, like you are into it because you are and you're like this is good and the lady's just smiling it cuts to the lady and she's just smiling I'm like I don't know that's not that's, I that's, don't know if she's nailing it I have feel like there was a very rich Italian dude with very specific fetishes that made this movie happen. oh yeah oh, absolutely yeah. he's like just like Bill Hader doing his Italian talk show host character but the mummy that mummy scene doesn't seem like it wouldn't be something that would really be in like a weird Italian porno mag at the time either like they I haven't seen a lot of weird Italian porno mags <laughs> from that time. I couldn't tell you. Mm. Oh well, just we'll talk after. Okay, <laughs> I'll show you my. Box. I'd love to see some, honestly. I'll show, I'll show you my box of. Uh, oh, fuck, I can't. I get. I get confused with my box of tennis balls. I might. Anyway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in which locked room with the bodies you left it in? <laughs> so that's why I'm giving it uh, three and a half uh, Douglases. And, and this is this is a confirmed boobarama, but like I can't go any higher. I mean, this is just boob, this constant boobs in this movie. But I can't go any higher than three and a half because there's a certain lack of. Conviction. It is kind of just boobs. So it's a boobarama, but not a boobateria. Yes, yes boobacopia. Exactly. Even like the sex a scene boob-to- in it a is boobtopia. Even boob-topia. The, like the sex scene in the Veritable bathtub, you're, you're kind of like boobs. those people aren't having sex. It's just, there's like a certain like, no. like of a sexlessness to the. It's just boobs, and that's it. It's not that's like all you're getting. Uh, was when we watched like Never Talk to Strangers, and Oof. those sex scenes are like, yeah. wow, no. they're uh, they're that really had, going that for had it. butt biting. Woo! Yeah, that's <laughs> butt biting. Back licking. This is just damn back licking, butt biting. It's Backstabbing, yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All above. Uh, uh, yeah. Yes, and then I'm gonna give it uh, one inexplicable eye face. Mm. Oh man, you guys took all the stuff art. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm th- I'm doing this exact same three Juds because of all what y'all y'all said and uh, three and a half 
uh, Douglas's because it's uh, it's yeah it's it's kind of it's it gets it gets sleazy but it's not like super sleazy but it also is a confirmed boobarama as Travis mm-hmm. says uh, and certifiable. I'm, I'm giving it uh, I'm giving it one out of one uh, men's sections. Oh yeah. yeah, that's good. I like that. Oh, we're this is still the men's. The, section. Oh, that's still the men's. I'm giving it one section. out of one men's sections and one. This is still, still the men's, men's section. section. Still? This is st- you're kidding me. This is still the men's section. It keeps going. My God. It's still the men's department. They're as vain as we are these days. <laughs> the clothes yeah. are just as stylish as ours now. Oh, wow. Men are like dressing nice and down. And by the way, when here. she says that line about the, the men's clothes are just as stylish nowadays, she's just looking at jeans. They're just yeah. jeans. Just folded jeans. Might as well be at the Gap. <laughs> yes, look at these stylish jeans. <laughs> the Americans use this denim now. <laughs> oh, speaking of denim, there's a, a lot of people wearing denim in the the next movie that we're going to be speaking talking about. Speaking of American about. denim, that's that's, this how movie, would, that's how I would describe the main character of this movie, American, American denim. Can we just call him that from I, now on? We, yeah. He's also he also is the guy who plays Sergeant Kabuki Man in NYPD. Yes. The star of this movie was Sergeant Kabuki Man. If I had and, known that, I would never have recommended this. Yes, this is uh, his, this already, is just like follow up to Sergeant Kabuki Man. Did you watch this again? Okay, so here's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> I watched this again. I watched this movie again this week, but because you guys probably have the only copy in no. Seattle, yeah. I watched it on YouTube in <laughs> Italian. Oh, oh no. boy. Which uh, I did it in like thirty minute chunks, yeah, <laughs> just to kind of get the plot beats back. Okay. I'm just sort of like, okay, this happens, then this happens, and this happens. Ugh. 1996's um, Fatal Frame, directed by Al. What's his Festa. name? Al Festa. Al yeah. Festa. Yeah. And it's apparently, because it sounds a, like Al Fresca. This apparently it was a vanity Al project Festa. that he made because a he wanted to make like a giallo homage, and b because he wanted to make a star vehicle for his wife, who's right. the main girl in this. Who's the singer? Finalmente è arrivato il ritorno del grande thriller, il film vincitore del Gran Premio Lucio Fulci al Fanta Festival. Quale oscuro mistero si cela tra i monumenti della città eterna? Chi uccide quelle ragazze innocenti? Perché filma i loro corpi senza vita? E perché la polizia non trova altro indizio che quelle macabre cassette? Qual è il legame con il serial killer che ha già ucciso in America e che l'FBI ha denominato video killer? The singer Stephanie uh, Stella, and who is supposed like allegedly, according to the film, is this ravishing yes, like musician actress starlet, and she could not be worse at any of those. <laughs> things. So funny! This is what that's my favorite thing about she's, the whole movie. She can't act, she can't sing. The music is terrible, and not to be crass, but she's not very attractive. It's just a nightmare. Just yeah. We, I, I, we don't have to go on about her looks, but it is important to know, to know that she is supposed to be like this beguiling pop star, and it's like unlikely. Yeah, she, <laughs> it's, it's unlikely. Not, it's not really likely. I think that's yeah. kind of. And I think that's cute that the husband made this, and he's like, you know, it was a beautiful my wife. Nice. My could, wife could was you so have beautiful. Made, could you have made a seventy-five minute uh, pie-in <laughs> to your wife? Yes. And uh, you're kind of like, well, that, what, well that's cute. But and she's not also, even the main character. No, of the movie, no, she's not. So. But she's in it quite a bit, and also she has some difficulty with the English language. No, she. I think she d- is doing it phonetically. It's, yeah, yeah. It, it, she's she does pretty not good speak every, a lick of English. Yeah. yeah, she's dubbing her own voice and doing it phonetically. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah, oh. it's it's impressive. She has to deliver whole reams of dialogue with a, of exposition, and you're going, "What? Wait, what? 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 Oh, no, I mean, what? It's impossible not to tune out during this movie. This <laughs> oh, might be man. this might be the worst one we've done. I think it's absolutely it's the worst movie we've done. I Yay. think it's one of the worst movies to, wait, I have we, ever seen. So yes. do we? Are, I want to say this up up top. Do we have to let? Joe Charbonic off the hook now? Yes. Uh, <laughs> Alfesta, if you're listening. <laughs> Alfesta is Alfesta. the new Joe Charbonic. Well, let me put it this way. I mean, I Alfesta hate... didn't make Keanu sad. Right. 
This is definitely this is definitely a worse movie. That as far it's, as I know, you have to think of this as less a movie. It is more of like the room or a right. No, sort it of totally thing. reminded me it's of the room. It's not an yeah. actual movie. It's yeah. like a a thing that some rich it's an person threw money vanity at. Project. Yes. Yeah, but but I hated the, like. Uh, the the I can still the Joe Charbonic one I can never fucking oh, the watch watcher. it. The honestly, I hated that movie. I don't hate this. Honestly, this was fun. I, I mean, times. we've had this argument multiple times. I didn't think the watcher was like excruciatingly terrible. It's not good, but you know, like Killing Zoe was way worse. This is worse than that. Oh yeah. Oh wow. Uh, as, as a as a movie, I, well, yeah, I, everybody, everybody listened to the Killing Zoe one. At the Travis same and I time, don't though, quite agree with Matt. I found that. I found that this was at least like. Like the Watcher's like amusingly terrible. This was just like hypnotic. I could not pay attention found, to it. I found this had blips that were amusing, uh, and like uh, like Corey said earlier on Twitter when we were tw- tweeting about it, you had like so many so many so many squandered cameos. cameos. David oh, Warbeck's in it. Dave, uh, uh, Donald, Donald Pleasant in his final screen appearance. Yeah. By the way, is that his voice? Yes, that's him. Oh, it is his voice. Uh, well, uh, Lin- well, when he says, I need to go back home, that's not his voice. That's not so him, yeah. in and out That's my favorite line voice. in any of these three movies is that Donald Pleasance comes into the movie for no reason to like as like a, as like an outside investigator. He's the FBI agent. Right, and yeah. he shows up to go like, yes, this other murder that happened in America also happened. And then like, and then at some point he's just at the airport and he's calling the other cops and he goes, uh, yes, I have to leave now. Uh, there's a case back in America. Or I have to leave to get back home in time for Halloween. There's a case that yeah. I, I just... Back there, that just reopened, and I was like, "And then they what? play the music. And Cue they the play, Halloween. They music. play the Halloween music as he walks off to catch his plane." And I was like, "I don't know. I think that's dumb." And also, this only thing I've enjoyed so far watching oh, this man. movie. So it made me Brutal. laugh. It made me. I laugh laughed out loud a good fifteen times watching oh. this. I thought if this movie had been seventy-five minutes, I would have been like sure. so excited but and happy about it. It's excruciating. Let me tell you something. This Angus movie is Grimm two is hours it? and ten minutes long. It's two hours. Angus and ten Grimm, minutes. yeah. Linnea yeah. Quigley also. Oh, Angus Grimm. To, he's not squandered it at all. No, no, he actually does. But he, he gets to do he awesome shit. It's, does it, it, is, it's squandered does he get the scene. He does he get the scene where he just disappears? Yeah, yeah. He's, uh, <laughs> they don't. I don't think they even bothered to explain what that was about. And then there's multiple scenes later where they're just like in a room with a painting of him, and yeah. then they'll just be like, uh, you know, like pointing at the painting. <laughs> That's the guy. They never, That's the guy. They yeah. explain everything a lot at the end of it, and you're kind of like, okay, but they never explain that. Nope. I, I will say this: the the last scene of the the very last like tag on this movie it's so fucking good it's, oh the end oh the ending where the they, very last where they explain minute it, no or? no no the last scene with the kid and the oh, grandpa yeah, yeah, yeah. yes because well, it opens with yeah this, it's it, like this uh, that's like the continuation of the flashback that opens the movie same but similar to like blade in the dark actually right like that like and also all of these movies yeah, but all, one, and all giallos in general that this i've one seen is for the most part funnier than the one in blade in the dark no no but i just mean in in like in all of these kind of movies these giallos for the most part it's like the killer it ends up being something because of yeah. childhood trauma oh yeah almost always that's why the killer's doing it all three of these ones it is yes there's no this does none of these follow the like the real estate trope it's always these are all sexual obsession ones which is like the other the other main motivator in a giallo but it's always it's all something that happened when they were children and this one opens similar to blade in the dark where like there's an there's a kid watching it's like an old it's it's an old man is watching a snuff movie movie and then the little kid comes in and he watches a snuff movie in black and white so you know it's a flashback it's a flashback so long ago the kid tries to leave and then grandpa like says no you sit in my lap and he like makes him sit there and watch you watch the snuff with movie <laughs> which makes the ending so much funnier and yeah so so your inclination is to go like oh that kid got fucked up by this part here but but the last scene maybe tell maybe makes so tells good. it a little differently oh, man i love it like his grandpa it, fucked him up and you're like oh no no well 
So now, so I, 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 the kid is now like the grown up, I guess, uh, and he's like not, this we filmmaker. Know, we don't, I mean, you know, though. We, we don't know, know that it's him yet. But, but the movie's not telling us. He's, that. Now yeah. he's a ponytailed, <laughs> denim wearing, tweed blazer hunky. filmmaker hunky. dipshit. Hunky. He's yeah. Hunky denim. And he's directing music videos for this starlet, this woman who's the, the he's director's wife. He's been hired wife. to direct a music video for the starlet. By the yeah. starlet's boyfriend. And he's been flown over by this, yeah. And, and, and what's his name? He has a funny name, right? His name is Art, I think. Oh, really? Art <laughs> is main, a stranger. The main character? <laughs> Art is a stranger. Art is a stranger. <laughs> Art is a stranger. The main character's name is Alex. Oh, okay. Alex, shit, sorry. Uh, okay. The lady's Alex name is, the lady's name is <laughs> Stefania. Yeah. yeah, Stefania Stella. Stefania Stella. Is it Stefania Stella? That's yep. fucking, her actual name is Stefania. I don't remember what her, her last real name, name is. Her, her real name is Stefania Stella. She's basically playing herself. I'm telling you. You, like, if again. she were a fantastic pop star, right? Yes, <laughs> it's so funny. They're just trying to speak it into you know, speak you know, make right. it happen, conjure yeah. it, you know, conjure it, exactly, like the secret or some shit. It's exactly the secret. And she's a very sexy pop starlet for a forty-eight-year-old woman. It's <laughs> it's pretty wild. She's like wearing thongs in her videos. And uh, she has she has a lot of sexy sex in the videos. She has sexy sex in the videos. You're like these are pretty saucy videos. Yeah, well, I guess it's for Italy. Italy. Alvesta's like, I want to put my wife in a movie. <laughs> I think at one point the friend goes like, she has sold over seven hundred thousand uh, albums in in Italy. She's a big star over there. There seven hundred thousand people in Italy. <laughs> That's what? at one point Jesus. I was. Here. At one point, I was lot. curious if uh, she actually did have a music career that oh, was maybe stalling please. out that her. Husband was like, "Oh, we'll make a movie, and we'll yeah. kind of like you know bolster it a little bit." So I like typed her name into Discogs. No, one credit. This soundtrack—it's <laughs> been issued on CD one time. Okay, and oh, she man. sings two songs on it, both of which you hear in full in I, this movie. Yeah, oh, yeah. I gotta tell you, oh, I like them long. both. Can you? Can, are they on YouTube? Can we put them in the oh, podcast? Oh yeah, they're, can, they're on YouTube. If I, I'll get them one way or another. Uh, the, I, I kind of—I mean, they're not great, but I was just sort of like considering this movie. Yeah, yeah. these songs aren't bad. I mean, the whole movie is like, and then it's... They're kind of pretty. He's like, he's like hired to do this. He's... Alfesta did all the music. His wife... <laughs> did he really? Jesus. Do we know? Alfesta should be a musician. Jack of all trades. I mean, know he, at the, beginning the, that the guy, the main guy with his long hair and just the general aesthetic of the movie, like you said, kept reminding me of Tommy Wiseau the entire oh, yeah. time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. But he like, uh, except this like, I don't know, there's something that's, I, th- I would say that this, this is, is, this is slightly competent. less inept than the room. Yeah, yeah. You know, like it's- 100%. Uh, is made by someone who I think has seen a movie right. and like and uh, absorbed some of that. <laughs> I think they hired probably like a local commercial crew or something, yeah, and they were like, "We basically know how to do this stuff." But yeah. like, I mean, but like I was saying before, there's like a scene where he meets this girl and he's gonna meet her outside, and then he like goes to the scene where he's supposed to meet her, and then she's like getting murdered, and the whole scene seems like a fucking dream. Seems sequence. like a dream mm-hmm. sequence. And, and then and then I'm like, I keep waiting for this dream sequence to end, and then it doesn't. And then I was like, Oh, this is this is the movie. Yeah. yeah. And the movie does it has no stylistic uh, like like we're saying in the last one like these wailing guitars come up and the, it turns red or you can you can tell like this is some sort it's not a dream sequence but there's a something weird going on no, there's, but there's no cueing in this at all. At, the, at all the whole movie is shot with red and blue filters over everything <laughs> yeah. so yeah. many except blue filters the daytime, except during when, the daytime when outside it looks like it's like night of the comet yeah. You know, it's like everything's orange yeah. filtered if it's daytime. Or it's raining. Yeah. But if it's nighttime, it's just like harsh, yeah. you know, harsh yeah. blues 
ninety percent of the time, and some reds. Like there's the like there's, there's a scene where he goes he like just goes into a bar to like meet some people and have a drink after a long day, and the bar is like one hundred percent Cameron submarine blue. Like they yeah. are in the abyss. Yep, exactly. It's and like he, Tony Scott's bar. Yeah, and yeah. like <laughs> Linnea quickly like sort of stutters out some lines. About, oh yeah, well she's a parapsychologist. <laughs> she sure is. The the blues are so harsh that they're like solarized at points, and you can barely <laughs> yeah. you can barely fucking look at it. It's like uh, gives you a headache. Yeah, it's insane. Uh, uh, and the Foley work, by the way, is some of the worst you'll ever hear. And this happens constantly throughout the movie. People are constantly walking down yeah, the Roman like, streets. Clump, clump, and I think clump, I know clump. what they did. They tried to get like a sound effect of like a person walking on cobblestones, and then they cranked the echo up too loud, yeah. and so it doesn't sound like anything. It sounds like... <laughs> and you hear this constantly, anytime anybody's walking, and then everybody's got an echo over the voice, no matter where the fuck they are. Yeah. Like sometimes they're in like the streets of Rome, and sure, there's echoes there, but sometimes they're just like in a house somewhere, <laughs> and it's just, oh, come on in, 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 in. <laughs> why, why, why is he echoing so much? This has a pretty brutal murder tri- right at the beginning too, yeah. though, right where that lady gets she gets killed and gets her and head the, like lopped they're off. They're like theoretically the brutal. Yeah. Well, I mean, like her head gets cut partially off. And yeah, yeah. Like, and then yeah. he and then he like sets it back on yeah. to her yes. head. And I was like, Oh, and that was the beginning of the movie, and I'm like, oh, you guys Matt had already told me how bad it was. And so I was like, shit. Well, this is kinda because of, I kinda of like I'm like, well, this isn't so bad. And yeah. then I'm like Settle okay, in. Okay, well, I guess it's going to settle <laughs> yeah. in for the rest of the fucking movie. Buckle up. But, uh, also, we, spoiler wanna, alert. Do we want to spoil the whole thing? Yeah, well, it's him. Yes. He's the killer. Give it, so it turns out he's the killer, and like this whole thing was a revenge plot by the uh, singer, and a bunch of, she got got a whole bunch of other people Like his, his dead wife's his dead wife, uh, father. Who he, yeah, who he, and he <laughs> murdered. That's a funny name. He, I got to find it. <laughs> and, he, and he murdered his wife, and the whole movie, he's go, he's saying he didn't murder his wife, yeah. but like uh, at the end, it turns out he did murder his wife and a couple other people, I think. Yeah, uh, but it's uh, those are like sort of and a couple other people, but mostly the wife and this whole elaborate scheme. He's he's been so he's the killer. They've been gaslighting him. They've been gaslighting him, thinking that these murders had happened, and actually nobody gets murdered nope. in this movie. Yeah, yeah all, all on uh, camera. Yeah, uh, yeah, all the murders that we see. Be, so it's like there's you know a classic giallo murderer guy wearing a trench coat yeah. and a top, kills you know, people and makes and videos of it. Makes, yeah, and he films them and he sends them to the, the, the videos of the cops exactly, and then. Because the only other person not in on it is the cop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The cop who turns in a fucking fantastic over-the-top oh, it's performance. So great. It's really good. But because there were some the video murderer, like also was like active in New York. And that's why we get Donald Pleasant showing up as an FBI agent. Yeah. Right. Yes. But oh. did you get the, the dad's name it's who's Mr. Helping Fairbrain? Stella- <laughs> Fairbrain. Yeah. How's his brain? And, wait, eh. this is and fair. he and he is like, at, and I think the actor himself is just at death's door. I don't know who he is, but they brought him Donald in. Donald Pleasance and, apparently too. Yes, Donald Pleasance was, but like Donald Pleasance has a cane. Mr. Fairbrain has a cane, and he's like he's like a corpulent older man, <laughs> and you can tell Fairbrain. he's just like he's just like I'm gonna have to be sitting in every scene. God help you if you make me stand. It's not gonna go well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Mr. Fairbrain. Yeah, I, uh, the bulk of the cast of this is like pulled from like you know genre film, mm-hmm. like people that have you know shown up in like real fucking movies, but are now elderly. And Al Fest is just sort of like, yeah, come be in my movie. Yeah, and like you said, squandered cameos, and like the cast is it's primarily cameos. There's like the main characters, but like there's a lot of it's just well, like the cop is David up for, Warbeck like, from like the Beyond. That's right. That's right. right. Yeah, yeah. My favorite, my favorite passage of dialogue, maybe in the whole movie though, is when remember they go. There's that scene where they go to the spooky house. 
Yeah, and, and like, the woman in it, she's in uh, Suspiria. She's right, like one yeah, of the yeah, ballet yeah. instructors. Yeah, yeah. But there's a line Damn. when he's walking in there, and they say something about the place, and he goes, he goes like, "Oh man, they're never gonna. I, I can't wait to tell people in America about this. They're never gonna believe me." <laughs> and I was like, and I was like, Jesus. I'm like that you're going to a castle. That you're in, in a house in Europe because it's like yeah. an old castle, and I'm like, there's castles in Europe. The people in America are never gonna believe I went into an old house. Wait, you're telling me there were candles? <laughs> yeah. So they there were how many people there? Twenty. Which Get is also super here. weird, like how that. Works into like Stella's like revenge plot that they go to like a seance yeah. at this like creepy house, which is arguably like the best looking part of the movie, where because it's all like candelabras and a creepy sure, house yeah. and eyes wide like, shut. It's, yeah, it's all eyes wide shutish though. I think like a year before. Whoa, mm. influential. Mm. Been, Although, been several, Kubrick, several years. Yeah, yeah. Kubrick had been filming oh, yeah, eyes wide shut versus Kubrick had been sure. filming eyes wide shut for like ten years yeah, at that point. Right. Right. <laughs> Though I think Alfesto <laughs> might have been shooting this for like three years. <laughs> yeah, this one definitely took a while to put together. It Jesus looks like Christ, oh really? god, yeah, it's yeah, one of those so things. Worth it looks like you know probably was pieced together. Oh okay, I see. Not oh I'm sorry. I meant because the way Kubrick we shoots over three years. No no no. It's like he's constantly working and he keeps Tom Cruise from doing other movies. This definitely has the stench of. We got another ten grand together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you doing Saturday? Yeah, right. <laughs> I sold my boat, so we're, we're shooting for the weekend. Like, which might explain things like Pleasant shows up for a day and has to go back. I mean, you know, a lot of times these guys would just show up for a day or two and 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 get, get a it's, quick paycheck. Yeah, and maybe that's all they could afford. But also, it could have been like, well, we thought we had him for a week, but we ran out of money, and right. he can't come back. Yeah, so. Uh. <laughs> I just like it in seeing movies like this where a, where a character is leaving and they are yeah. like, I'm leaving the I'm movie leaving now, the movie. goodbye. <laughs> I will not be coming back. In case you were wondering why I was here at all, I'm leaving now, so that won't be explained. It's really a shame. I don't know. Just, to, just the seance scene is pretty is pretty good though, and that's like where they that's where you first start thinking he's well. At first, you think he's ghastly because he goes to get the cops and the, the body of the girl who he was supposed to meet that was murdered in front of him is gone. But then he goes to the seance and there's like. He sees the ghost. He sees her like mutilated body mm-hmm. in the corner. He's like, "What's going on here?" And she disappears. And and the ghosts con- or, and other people are con- like seance people are constantly going, "You are the killer. Yeah. You he's the like, killer." No, and he's not, like, I'm "Not the killer." And he's like, "But I didn't kill those women. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. I, I know I didn't kill that no. one." <laughs> I but am a killer, I, not the killer, I, I right? Kinda, I kind of like that final scene where they're all in a circle around him. It's yeah. wild. And, like, the cop is actually, like, the only character you're sympathetic with because he's mad. Yeah. And you're like, he has every reason to be mad because these people were fucking... He got gaslit even worse than the guy who's getting gaslit. Right? And he, like... And they went and, like, shot another guy because yeah. they thought he was the killer because they have a clue Yeah, guy's in, in the hospital. And you're like, you're like, you fucking... They got a guy almost like, killed. All of these other people should be arrested. Absolutely. No, they, they, For, oh, Endangerment. The cop actually I, yeah. says something like that. Yeah, He's yeah. like, maybe they didn't consider that there are going to be actual legal <laughs> ramifications for what they've done. And the other person's like, oh yeah, <laughs> this is illegal as hell. Amazingly like, self-aware for this movie. It's actually, if I can, if I can spoil, if mm. I can spoil a different movie from last year. Uh, if, if you guys don't want a Murder on the Orient Express for me oh, a couple yeah. years ago, spoil. Oh, go uh, ahead. I'm pretty um, sure that. Story is kind of old. No, no, no. Yeah. But I don't know if it ends the same way as the other one. Because at the end of the the Kenneth Branagh one, they all did it. Yeah, they yeah, all did. That's it. That's, 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 okay. okay. that's the famous ending okay, of Murder. I've on never the seen Express. or read the the other version, so I was like, so I was like, oh, they all did it, and it's it kind of made me laugh out loud yeah. when it turned. They all did it because there's a scene of them actually all walking up to the guy yeah. off yeah. camera and stabbing him. And this this movie <laughs> reminded me of that because it's like all these people are somehow related to or like liked his wife. His or Kabuki newer, powers you know, so, could not save so him. So it was this all time. it was all these people like wanted were all in on getting this one guy for murdering this one lady and a couple other people probably. And Stefani was the one. 
one basic. Actually, no, uh, Mr. Fairbrain. Yeah. And then Stefania kind of like a, is like his, his second wife's, in his command. Wife's, his dead wife's dad and uh, Stefani was her sister. And there's yes. a really funny cut at the end Which there. somehow he didn't know his wife was married. His, his yeah. wife was the sister of this incredibly famous... <laughs> Beautiful, Italian talented scene. Italian yeah. superstar. Seven hundred thousand albums. There's a really funny cut in there towards the end where they find out she's her sister, and then it cuts real quick to this like, and it reminded me of the I eat the heads off a of fish from Kiss <laughs> from Kiss, Kiss, Kiss Bang Bang because it cuts to like a shot from a commercial yeah. for like but for like cheese pops or something where like. Uh, like her, her and her sister are in a pool together, <laughs> real quick. Make it sexy. And it, yeah, it was really weird, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> Surrender to sensuality. It's like, it's, it's like him. Surrender to like, cheese pops. I should have remembered that she was in that cheese pops commercial I, cheese I directed. Pops. Yeah, that's I how the that's how the detective like puts it all together somehow. Um, uh, there's a yeah. there's also a scene in it. So this okay. So just bearing in mind that we all know that this was all an elaborate scheme to punish a murderer. Um, uh, which is Alex, the main character, uh, uh, orchestrated ma- mainly by Mr. Fair- Fairbrain, but with Stefania kind of Fairbrain like... Fairbrain rhymes with hairbrain. Yes, that's right. It was well, a Fairbrain scheme. Sure enough. It seemed but, like it was a Fairbrain scheme, but it was actually hairbrain. Yeah. Oh. So Stefania is getting vengeance on Alex for murdering her, her friend. sister, yeah. Stefania fucks Alex. Yeah, she <laughs> fucks it. So part of her plan was like, hey, there's no reason I can't get a little hey, hey, hey can we, we can both get a little bit of a, you know, <laughs> you know a little it's something a, for uh, Stefania. It's, it's a bra off. I'm working uh, hard on this plan. It's a bra off, underwear on, sex scene. Yeah. <laughs> She's got her thong on. It looks like a scene from a Showtime movie. It's so funny. (laughs) And it's also because it's from 1996, her thong, like the waist of the thong is like right under her breasts. It's like very high. It's, it seems it's like, like that. It's like Red Shoot Diaries episode gone horribly wrong. <laughs> seems like that in the ending and any scene with Stefania talking and it was like, if this movie was 75 minutes, I would love it. Yeah. I think it's, yeah, if you cram so all that funny. stuff together into a shorter package, yeah, it it's would, all there. It would be, it would still be bad, but it would be entertaining. Yeah. Yes. I mean, just cut this thing down. There's no it, reason it needs to be two hours long. Ab- absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I've watched it twice. Once in the original Italian, the way it was Ooh. meant to be seen. Director's original vision. The shit for you. The fresco. <laughs> cut this guy watched parasite with subtitles <laughs> <laughs> that's right gold star uh, oh, wow but uh, do we, we i don't think we talked about the ending the ending is my favorite part of the movie tag so the, the last since tag given, since we've given it is away. the continuation of the flashback yeah. that started the movie so the movie starts with this kid waking up in the middle of the night he hears a noise he goes downstairs he finds grandpa in the study watching a porno or a snuff, snuff movie film. projected on an old projector he's yeah. watching and, and he tries to leave he like tries to sneak out but grandpa's like no i saw you come over here sit in my lap and they he like holds the kid down a little bit and they watch the snuff film together. So okay, so the end of the movie, cut to the to the the, the continuation of that scene is uh, the snuff movie is over. Little kid gets off of grandpa's lap. Grandpa turns off the projector. He's like, "Okay, we're going to bed," and he like leaves. And the kid follows him out the door. And then a minute goes, a second goes by. Like there's a little beat. Yeah, like a little beat. And the kid comes right back in, shuts the door, turns the projector back on. Which okay, and then click. Uh, <laughs> it's on. It's on. And then go. he sits down in the chair and continues watching the snuff film. And he just starts giggling. Yeah, he's <laughs> it's just so laughing. fucking laughing funny. hysterical. Yeah. And then the camera like the camera. slowly pulls away yeah. from this vision of madness. My favorite thing about that is the camera keeps pulling back and pulling back and pulling back. And I'm like, wait, where is the image for the <laughs> yeah, projector right. at? Also, uh, another thing is, is there, that shouldn't there be a wall at some point? I don't know. When the when the grandpa get like gets up to like leave with the kid, like the projector's still going. Right, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, it's still, still on. Like you can like see the reels switch. turning. Yeah. And when the kid like comes back in, he like mimes turning it back on. <laughs> yeah. 
he like just touches the side of the projector, but the, I mean, it's still going. I don't. Well, understand. the reels are moving, but the light's not on. Okay. Oh, okay. So, so you like, turn he, the light off or something. It's ridiculous. I guess the idea no, no, it's stupid. It's just it's, that it's just you know. So I yeah. guess the idea no is that could uh, be even though it seems like we're being told that this kid was warped by this situation, no, it just made him. He was just, just like into no. It. He was. I mean, he evil was, from the start. He was, He's evil incarnate. He was. Or maybe it did turn him evil. Or maybe he already was. I don't know. But either way, he was into it. There is a scene at the very when they find when they catch Alex. Grandpa's fault. Either. No, when they bring bring justice to Alex at the final showdown, where all the zombie women come out and like confront him and call him a murderer, he's like when he's breaking down and the cops are taking him away. He's like, "Don't hurt me, Papa, please!" Like, uh, sorry, oh, this guy's really scarred from his from watching <laughs> that, from gleefully that, watching this that porno pull movie. Out towards the projector at the end is just like the shot at the end of the Don Henley Boys of Summer video when he's like riding off <laughs> in, the, in the car. It's just like, wow, what's going on here? Yeah, but that's a great video. It's yeah, great. It's, it's, the, maybe yeah, my favorite video of all hey, time. Won the MTV Video Award for Video of the Year. Yeah. It it's great. It's a great song. And too. you can't find it on YouTube. What? Well, yeah, it's the it, Eagles. Uh, yeah, it's hard to find. Don Henley's gonna get that shit locked down. Yeah, that sucks though. I know. Yeah, Don Henley sucks. I'm just. I just mean I want to watch that video a lot. I know. I know. You're gonna have to buy the Blu-ray. Yeah, take it up with the Eagles. There's no yes. Blu-ray. <laughs> There's not even a VHS of that. Yeah. I'll, t- I'll text Don Henley and see if he can like maybe get you a copy. That's all I'm asking. Also, if you guys have not read the. Uh, uh, take it to the limit. The unauthorized story of the Eagles. I highly recommend. <laughs> Does it. it have the story about how he invented the Henley? <laughs> <laughs> I don't recall, but I will say these are demons walking the earth. Yeah, <laughs> they are way more evil than any person that in a black metal band ever. Like just evil like, to each other, or like, just evil. Oh, just like evil incarnate. Like really? these are bad. People. And Don all Henley's all of and them Don are Henley's pretty, like pretty much. Mostly Don Henley's Don like Henley the most Glenn evil, Fry. right? I mean, it's really? mostly Don... Well, no. Joe Walsh is awesome. No, Joe Walsh is a, is a saint. Oh, oh a like saint. A fucked a up saint. saint. <laughs> okay. He cut he cut uh, hotel rooms up with a chainsaw, so he's not great, but... Right. It's all in good fun. He's at least fun. I, yes. The right. rest of those guys just... I mean, they're bad people. Monsters. Right. I'm going to read that. It's Boys a great of, book. Boys of Summer is a great song, though. Yeah. Sure. They got some good tunes. They're just That's like, not the Eagles. That's just Don Henley solo. Yeah, yeah. I'm just yeah. saying. I'm just saying. War on Drugs built their whole career around. What if Boys of Summer was an entire album? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and God bless them for it. I love I that like album. I like War on Drugs too. <laughs> anyway, what were we talking about? Uh, fatal Frames. Oh, unfortunately, fatal frames, right? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> not, not based on the popular video game. <laughs> we're not just gonna like <laughs> shit on slash praise the Eagles. <laughs> okay. We uh, we got like movie. we've pretty much summed it up. I mean, because there's, there's funny, a bunch of stuff that yeah. happens in this movie, but at the end, it's oh. all just sort of like, oh, so all you if you know the ending, you know the whole movie. It's so long, and it takes forever to get to this stupid thing. And it's a they, series of murders like that never happened. When the women are murdered too, they get they're being killed by like this big old giant sword. Yeah. And then they they he, the killer hits him in the square in the chest <laughs> the first time every time which I thought was a funny way to kill somebody yeah like I don't know if that's how okay there's uh, also there's he, also then he cuts their heads off too well he doesn't though he doesn't it's all stayed none, none of that none of that actually happens because so, yeah. because they're all shoot they're all you know movie people so they've yeah, got the they all faked it because because that's how movies work yeah. <laughs> and in the fi- and in the final scene when the women are like coming out like uh, to confront him they're they're still like sli- they put their makeup yeah, yeah. they're being slashed makeup back on yeah. and a lot of them have their arms extended <laughs> like ghosts or zombies in a horror movie too Ooh, to, so, so for like a split second the movie wants you to think like oh, there's zombies in this movie now, too. And then you're going to like, oh, all right, okay. It's also one of those movies that like, because it opens with one of the kills and then uh, that's videotaped by the killer and then then we go into the rest of the movie. But like, the, when you get to the end and you realize what happened, you're like, they didn't, 
actually have to film that whole kill. They didn't have to go through that whole kill because there was no witnesses. All they needed was the lady's dead body right. and the video camera going like, I killed this woman. She's dead. There's her head mostly severed. <laughs> <laughs> like they don't, there's like no, only it's, one. It's there's entirely like one for or, the audience's benefit. And I think there's two, there might be two scenes where we- these women are killed in front of him. Killed, right? Or, yeah, in front of him. Yeah, and, but like, for the most always, part, like, they're he's not. always like behind a behind a fence yeah. or like whatever. He can't quite get there to yeah. save yeah. him, uh, and then whatever. runs to get a cop and comes back. Nobody. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but none of those none of those kills actually happened. No. Uh, there, there is like so. a there are a couple of music like the other highlights of the movie are the music video scenes that oh, they're shooting boy. that are the other part of the vanity project. <laughs> they totally look like the scene that Tia Carrera is filming in Wayne's World. It's oh, one hundred percent. There's not even film in this camera, right? <laughs> like she's in, like the girl will be in like a like a jungle bikini holding a snake, and there's a guitar. Yeah, it's yeah and the director's awful. and Alex is because he's in trouble and stuff. He's like, I'm gonna leave, and they're like, We need you, and you're like, You don't need. And this he is guy. wearing blue jeans and a blazer, so he totally is Rob Lowe. What are we gonna do with that? This guy's vision of of a naked lady in a fountain. It is weird that he like leaves the set of the video he's directing. All <laughs> <laughs> right, knowing I mean knowing how directing works on a movie set, yeah. I feel like the people making the movie. Maybe that's what happened. Is that. Uh, uh, Johnny Pasta or whatever his name is. Like, Johnny, it's Johnny Pasta. No, that's like, the kid, no, Johnny Pasta's the kid from Jurassic Park. <laughs> no, <laughs> Joey Mozzarella. No, Joey Mozzarella. <laughs> jo- oh, no, Joey Mozzarella is kid from Jurassic Park. Al Fester. <laughs> Al Fester. <laughs> Al Fresca. <laughs> Uncle Festa. Uh, there's a scene, There's a whole music video that they shoot in the Trevi Fountain. Yeah. And yep. then they come back yeah. to the Trevi Fountain and they have the whole thing lit up. Like they do the giallo lights on the Trevi Fountain. You're like, damn, that's something. Yeah. That re- would have required money. Like a, some money. This is kind of it's Rome. I mean, there's just garbage I, everywhere. You could be yeah. right. I don't know. Done something with They're it, also though. at the Colosseum. I mean, yeah. You know, they, maybe they got a little money from the like the you know travel agency or yeah. like the. Uh, I mean, you 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 make you take two steps in Rome. I mean, and you're you at somewhere that you're at somewhere that's like a great place to fucking shoot a music video. Oh, absolutely. So and then you turn like, around and there's just like a pile of shit and some cats. <laughs> Bunch of garbage flung on the floor and some is, children with machine guns. I was what somebody says. At the, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, I was just gonna say that there is a moment where he's like shimmying down like a drain pipe, and then they cut to like slow mo as he like jumps to get down to the ground, and it's maybe two feet. <laughs> it's like a joke. I, did, I didn't want us to get to the end and not talk about it's that. Like part. I, ha- I actually got a clip of that. Okay. I recorded it. It's like a joke. A lot of this movie, the way that it's done, reminds me of Garth Marenghi's Dark Place, if you've seen that before. Yeah. That's like kind of what we're talking about here. Uh, where That level like of ineptitude. Full on ineptitude. Except like that's, that's meant that to is be a that comedy. Is fun- right. That's is, done and on it's purpose. It's also meant to be funny and is funny and this is like two and almost two and a half hours do long you think that there's funny. Do you think that there's a percentage of this that is like meant to be sort of like comedically tongue-in-cheek i don't think so. i don't think so you know what if there is it's gotta be just like, like around the donald around, the, thing, around yes. the edges yeah, yeah like the donald pleasance thing or maybe the or, weird angus scrim cameo right yeah like, I, where he just like disappears <laughs> but so i don't funny. i don't i, don't, so. I don't think that el festa has much of a sense of humor about himself no maybe not i got the i got the angus scrim cameo by the way which was the what well, you know, there's some highlights but this is this is a pretty cool yeah. I mean, it's bad, but it's also well, he plays listen. he plays man in gray in yeah. this instead of tall man. So. This is this is what he says. He's in a he's in a cemetery that uh, Alex is at for some reason, and then uh, or Alex is like visiting the grave of this artist who like killed people. All this stuff for no reason. That's well, in the it's movie. so hard. It's also like impossible to remember because it was impossible to pay attention to this movie yeah. for more than like a minute. Well, and also time. it's like it's that. Amazing combination of being like super duper convoluted and dumb. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and, po- and like poorly made. So you're like, yeah, and poorly. So you're like, made. okay, this is very com- convoluted. 
But if it's like well made, you're like, oh, I see yeah. what's going on. But it's poorly right. made too, so you're like, I have no idea. And it's also what like, is even I supposed think, to be. I think happening? some of it's just intended to be straight up homage. Like I made it complicated because these movies are supposed to be. Yeah, like exactly. That. No, yeah. it's, it's very it movie. much. Yeah. yeah, it's very much hero worship, and like he wants to make like a new giallo that pays homage to the old ones, mm-hmm. and also like make this like star vehicle for his wife. Uh, he mm-hmm. shot. He aimed too high. He yeah. flew too close to the <laughs> sun. Yeah. yeah, the Icarus of filmmakers, <laughs> Al Fresca. Al Pasta will never forget you. So like so they so Alex is talking to him and he's like I'm here to visit the grave of this crazy artist guy and then uh uh what's <laughs> phantasm guy goes Angus Grimm artist murderer slasher fiend <laughs> yeah. his art was killing he chopped one wench into jelly maybe something dark reaches out to you now maybe we both feel the urge to kill and kill and kill and kill and then he disappears <laughs> so but he disappears in a cut right like it it's cuts in a and cut. he's just yeah, not there he doesn't anymore. go poof right so i will oh, say that thanks alzania between that and the and the and the halloween halloween uh, cameo or the halloween <laughs> shout out from cuz i laughed out loud at that too that like at least at least you know why angus scream agreed to do it cuz right. he probably was like uh, They're gonna pay me fifteen pay- grand. I go to Rome for two exactly. days. Exactly. He goes. Well, yeah. he maybe goes to Rome for you know. He's like, I go to Rome for a week. Yeah. I, you know what? I'm gonna make it into two weeks. I'm gonna spend two weeks in Italy. He gets a trip to Italy to yeah. be in one scene. Maybe shoot for two days. You know. Yeah. Uh, and and he, he and can he, take that and, fifteen grand and, and have a nice gets, vacation. And he yep. gets a great and he gets a great like speech. That's a, a standout in a movie that otherwise doesn't have that. Pretty sweet deal. <laughs> so you know, I mean, come on. Why? Who wouldn't take that deal? <laughs> yeah, were there better movies from the section that we could have talked about? Sure, I would, I would like to know I'm, where. I'm actually, no, I'm actually really happy actually, we, we did this one because it's it, really, it was fun. To, it was fun to watch something that was just like this. This fucking sucks. Does yeah, anybody exactly. know? Does it's anybody astounding. know if Al yeah. Al Festus uh, Al Festus had money? Like, was it his money? I don't. I don't think so. Okay. I think. I think. I want to know who paid for this. I think yes. he actually was a music video director. Okay. By trade mm. uh and also i think maybe a uh, film composer i think he actually maybe did more film scores than than just this. Than, than, else. than directed right. that makes oh, okay. that would make um, sense the music i gotta tell you is better than you'd think so but i mean i just wonder did he pay for this out of pocket or did he get like some friends to pony I, up some money is this dentist money <laughs> honestly oh, realtor <laughs> honestly yeah. i think like you were saying i think it's like he would get a chunk of money shoot for a while get another chunk of money shoot for a while okay but i don't know that for a fact all in tribute to his gorgeous wife, Stefania, yep. who was probably never going to be a pop star. <laughs> Fair, <laughs> fairly unlikely. Do you have any more quotes? I got t- tons of quotes. Go for I don't, it. Yeah. I don't even know how to choose. Rattle them off. <sighs> I guess I'll go, I'll go backwards. This is, a, <laughs> this is a scene when he's being confronted by all the zombie, the fake zombie ladies at the end, and they're going like, murderer, murderer. And he's like, you're all bitches, every fucking one of you. I told her not to. This is he talking about his wife because he killed his wife. I told her not to leave me. I told her, you're all bitches, whores, and gypsies. <laughs> and gypsies. And gypsies. And then uh, this is this is the uh, the commissioner cop who like I, I can't stress enough how fun he is and it just like some of the most over the top acting you'll ever see. Uh, I, I won't be able to give any kind of justice to it, but he's like doing that whole psycho explaining things. And he's like, I understand it all now. I understand everything. You tried to frame him with fake murders, <laughs> fake video murders, and you were all in on it. Okay, it was a good idea. But don't. <laughs> he says like it was a it was a good idea. Uh, uh, anyway, and then there's there's another part in it when uh, when Stefania is confronting him. At this point, you, you're, it's, they're still trying to go like maybe Stefania's the killer. Yeah. 
and she's dressed as the with the killer costume on, and he, he goes, "You're gonna kill me," and she goes, "Yes, but I want to be the one to do it." <laughs> oh. Uh, so right. you're so, gonna do it? I, uh, so us, okay, okay. So we're uh, so we're on the same page. <laughs> uh, real quick, I just I looked up. Uh, I, I didn't find out. I didn't find out Matt's question, but I looked up on IMDb trivia real quick. Here. Oh yeah, there's a couple. There's a couple good ones. There's one very short one, and then a long one. Oh boy, let's so, have it. There's only two. Uh, one of them is a uh, final film for Donald Pleasance, Rosano Brasi, and uh, Ciccio Ingrassia. Oh. So three of the actors. This, oh, was their, this yeah. was their final film. The Fatal Frames Curse. Topo uh, Chicho. And this other one is uh, Topo Rizzo. In a 2015 interview, Scream Queen legend Linnea Quigley talked about how miserable she was filming one of the scenes. Oh <laughs> man! Here she, here she is talking about. In she it, deserves in, better. In Italy for this movie, Fatal Frames, I almost got hypothermia really bad because I had this machete sticking out of my shoulder and it was really cold there. And we were in this castle in the cellar. It was cement, and I was laying there in fake blood and the coldness on my ba- and I got coldness on my back for a long time. When I got up, I was all bloody. And everything i couldn't hardly walk my knees were uh wobbly you know so they took me to this place and said oh we'll find you a shower it was the worst place the shower was in a bathroom that didn't have a curtain it just opened out into everything and the water wouldn't stay warm it kept turning cold and it was horrible i was frozen so Fuck. so this movie did uh, make so me she made linnea quigley cry and i won't have that either i yeah, love linnea no. quigley she's one of my favorite people ever so i'm gonna have to knock this down another half star yeah. for, for making worse, linnea quigley worse said. than the watcher because that's like the kind of thing where you're like well you feel like if they got these people to be in this movie at least they didn't almost give them hypothermia right nope they uh, did i'm gl- glad to know they made some of <laughs> so, my, one of my favorite people fucking miserable <laughs> to anyone out there within the sound of our voices we want Al Festa and Joe Charbonic in a cage match. <laughs> the winner will be unmasked and killed in the ring. <laughs> They're okay. The I loser, like, maybe. I, I don't know who to give the advantage to. i got to give the advantage to Charbonic. i got to assume he's much I younger. I have no idea. I don't even know. But who knows? No matter who loses, we win. Yeah, exactly. What if they're, what if they're both fucking ripped? Like it's possible. Just these buff older dudes that, that work out all the time. That's this great. could be good. Charbonic <laughs> and Alfresca, get a, get in contact. We want to see you kill each other Al, in the ring. It's Alpasta. <laughs> it's Alzania. It's Alfresca. No, we're never going to remember his name. Alzania. Alzania. He's Garfield's favorite director. Yeah. <laughs> I just have one other one other quote. There's a funny scene when this is a really funny scene where he's been brought in by the by the Italian there's detectives. A, by, by the way, there's like 20 scenes where he's brought in by the detectives. Yeah. <laughs> brought in by and the they just yell at him. Again. And then they bring in Donald Pleasance, who's an FBI agent. And like one of the things that you don't want to do when an FBI, when you're like wanted for or like under investigation for a murder, uh, and then they bring an FBI agent is to start threatening the FBI. <laughs> he like flies off the handle. is like, this fucking motherfucker. I'll fucking kill But at one point he goes, if you try to frame me for this, I swear to God, I will rip your head off and shove it up your ass. Then they'll have a reason to arrest me. <laughs> yes, we would. <laughs> and he assaults. Yep. He like comes at him too. And they're like, everybody, just calm down, calm down. I feel like that's enough reason to arrest. Tension, yeah, just take him in for that. Tempers run hot. It's Italy. You know. Tempers run hot. It's a Mediterranean. That's the Italian police. They don't care. They don't care unless they keep finding dead bodies. I wonder where they'll find the next one. <laughs> Who cares? Yeah, let's find Who out. Who cares? <laughs> I wonder that too. Uh. I don't know. There's there's a there's just too many. There's like yeah. a million. All right. Fucking awesome lines in it. Uh, just one more. One more. Do one more. <sighs> Pick a good one. Or just or a random one. Spit it out. Uh, let's see here. 
New York is the greatest. <laughs> this is one part where he's talking to uh, Stefania, and she's like, I have to go to New York summertime, uh, and, I, and I'm doing a way more... Uh, Monday, Tuesday, Monday, Wednesday, 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 Saturday, Sunday. <laughs> Father, let me drive in the, drive, in the driveway. Uh, and, she, and she's like, I had to come to New York sometime. I don't like coming to New York. And I'm like being, being way more co- coherent than she is in this. And she's like talking shit about New York, and he goes, New York is the greatest city in the world. Don't you ever say that again. We kill people for less than that. It's just an expression. <laughs> I think he's like, uh, except he's a murderer. He is a murderer. Uh, it reminded me of uh, like uh, Dirk Diggler. He's like, the food here isn't just the isn't just good. It's excellent. It's excellent. <laughs> it's the best in the city. Oh, this is great. This is okay. I'll, I'll end with this one. I okay. love this line because he's talking. This is when he first is talking to the commissioner, I believe, or maybe some David other Warbeck, fucking yeah. person who who knows. And uh, and uh, he. So th- this is the detective talking to Alex, who is the killer. Or a killer. And he goes, please try to explain the story about Rebecca's ghost talking to a medium who soon after was reportedly cli- carved into slices like roast beef. And then uh, and then Alex goes, disgusting. And then the detective goes, yes, I describe it like that. Murder is disgusting. <laughs> He's right. Yeah. I don't disagree. These guys, guys were very fatal. You guys, we're, we're, we're pretty uh, glib about a lot of killing and stuff on this podcast, but murder, murder is disgusting. Murder is disgusting. Are we, we do not endorse murder. We all agree we on that? Murder we is don't disgusting? Endorse, we don't endorse murder. No. Like roast beef. Like I do like roast beef. Yeah, I like roast beef. Roast beef's fine. <laughs> roast beef's okay. <laughs> fine. Okay, ratings. <laughs> fine. Ugh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean... Right, on, on the Judd scale, I'm going to go, I guess, like one, one and a half. Mm. I mean, like there's entertaining shit in it, which is why I put it on the table when we figured out we needed an alternate. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's entertaining, you know, laugh out loud moments. Um, the Douglas scale, I guess, two. I mean, the snuff film She's is pretty, pretty horrifying. It's pretty gross. <laughs> the G-string sex scene. Yeah, the G-string sex scene is, is pretty gross. Um and then I'll give it um, one out of one mannequins dressed up like a jello killer, which is something that <laughs> happens the, at the end. There's a mannequin it. dressed up. It looks like something out of Puppet Master. <laughs> he goes, I gotcha. Yeah. Something. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give it one, Judd, for its intermittent moments of entertainment, but mostly because I felt like I was going down a tunnel the whole time and it just was never going to end. Really felt that way. Uh, and so that's unique. You know that's that's worth something. Uh, I'm gonna give it yeah two Douglases. Um, it's not necessarily sleazy, but there is something very ooky about the whole thing. It just you know you feel a little dirty when it's over. <laughs> not necessarily for for the right reasons. Uh, and I'm gonna give it uh, ten out of ten squandered cameos. Absolutely. Nice. One not to come. Mean, Angus Grimm is really makes the most out of his sure. his time on screen. I think. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Uh, I'm gonna give it. Uh, I'm gonna give it one and a half. I was gonna give it two, but I had to knock it down a half star because uh, mis- mistreating uh, Linnea Quigley. Yeah. yeah, I can't have that shit. No, she's got such a positive attitude about this shit, and then you make her fucking shower in a public bathroom or yeah. whatever the fuck it is in cold water. Bullshit. I proudly wear my horror workout T-shirt. Oh, I want one of those. Yeah, my God friend got it for me. Linnea hey, Quigley, if you're listening to this, please come on the podcast. <laughs> oh man, we would love to have that you on the podcast. So we awesome. can do any movie you want. Anything. <laughs> And you can you my my shower is totally inside. Yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> it gets fairly warm. I don't know. No, that the, it has water. a door and everything. It's got the a water, door. The water here gets hot, gets hot, very hot, very fast. Frankly, it gets too hot. Yeah, so yeah. be careful with so that. Be careful with that. Uh, <laughs> meet my dog. 
Yeah, two two Douglases. There's like boobs and a sex scene, but it's all you know. It's, it's not, no no conviction to it. <sighs> and then uh, I'm going to give it ten fake corpses. Hmm. Nice, because none of those people were actually dead. Nine geese, yeah, except for the one guy who was actually shot it because of this plot. But he's not. Concocted. He's not dead. He's there he at the end. Die. Actually, he has like a. His, <laughs> he was shot in the shoulder yeah. or whatever. He really was but shot. He did, but the cops did shoot him, thinking he was the killer. And he would not have been if they so, hadn't done this stupid <laughs> fucking plot. Oops, sorry, Carlos or Umberto or whatever. Benjamin Stanchiano. It's Benjamin Stanchiano. Uh, so one, one Doug, one Judd. Uh, I think this movie. It was. It despite the intermittent like interesting fun stuff, it's like t- way too long. I mean, we say, we're being generous when we say this would be entertaining at seventy minutes. The journey is the destination. Yeah, mm. yeah. Uh, and I'm going one and a half Douglases. I just didn't. It wasn't yeah. really. It's the fact that nothing actually happens in it is like a real is like it takes takes a few Douglases away because if those murders actually happened where the lady's head was mostly cut off and then put back on, you're like, ew, gross. Yeah. But then when you get to the end and you realize it was just all fake, you're like, well, that's not very gross. Yeah, it's like uh, they just, it was just a fucking, This yeah, doesn't deserve to win. Some bullshit. Uh, and you know the G sting string sex scene, but I don't think there's many. There's much nudity besides that. Not really. Lene quickly doesn't get naked. No, in this, does no, she? no. Um. And I'm giving it one ticket to Haddonfield just in time for Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to bring to bring another thing up right when we're when we're almost done. But there is another scene that I would be remiss to leave out. Okay. And it is a scene where they they have the because it's the videotape killer. Right. And at one point you see the shadow of the videotape killer on yeah. the ground, yeah. and they're like, yeah. "Look at that! It is a shadow of the killer, yeah. and it is a blob. It is just a. Fu- <laughs> it's not even a well defined. It's they, like a blob, and they match it to another picture of." a Shadow, yeah. and they bust, and they bust, and, they, guy. and that's yep. the guy they shoot. But that's they, the they, they think they, yeah, they're like, I think the cop even says like, ah, he's so stupid, we've got him or something like that. And you're like, the, you've got yeah, him because of his, dead to he, he left his shadow in the shot, and you're like, shadows, what the fuck? And they use like a computer morphing Forensic program that, that that this guy probably bought for like seventy dollars or something. Yeah. Like the director Al Fresca, Al Fresca bought like a thing that morphs it's a thing a, into another. It's the Microsoft toaster yeah. screensaver thing, and it's, so you see the one shadow go bloop into another shadow. And then they're like, we've got him. And, and it might be the shabbiest depiction of forensics I think I've ever seen in a movie. Computers which is saying anything. something. Yeah. Anyways, that's all. All right. Well, that's a yeah, good, good way to end. So that was Giallo Shots. And uh, I don't think we pointed it out, but we were drinking J&B scotch that Corey brought. Oh, that's uh, right. The, the official scotch time. of Italian genre cinema. Just trying to grease the wheels. Yeah. <laughs> Continuing the inexplicable and bizarre tradition of our guests bringing alcohol to us yeah. after doing us the favor of being on our podcast. I love this tradition. I'm happy with it, but it is weird. Yeah, yeah. weird and great. Good. Well, and so, so we're all our, we're our next, all hammered drunk. The bottle's gone. To our next guest, uh, don't forget whoever to bring you are. Drinks. Don't forget to bring booze. <laughs> they have new white cloth flavors now, so bring oh, those. Oh, good. Watermelon, including um, watermelon. Well, uh, that's that for Jello shots. Uh, anything we got? Corey, you want to plug a thing, right? Yeah, you got something oh. to plug? Yeah, uh, I mean for C- for any Seattle listeners, this will be out before your thing, right? Yes, we okay. planned it that way. Okay, cool, sweet. Uh, yeah, uh, Sunday, March 8th, I think 6.30, I'm going to be doing a uh, rapid-fire PowerPoint presentation where I will review every movie in the Scarecrow Giallo section wow. at Scarecrow. Awesome. So in amazing. Our Scarecrow screening room, so make sure and come that out to that. That sounds amazing. If you like, if so, you like this, it'll be, you'll, you'll, you'll make learn, sure, you'll make learn sure more. Make sure somebody records that. Yeah, I will, I, will, I will be spending approximately one minute per title. Oh, oh my so God. So it'll I be like this, but in reverse. Make sure, make sure somebody records that, <laughs> okay. not just for, for our own posterity, but so like... 
Scarecrow can like put it on social and stuff. Right. I, I want to put that out there. Yeah. That sounds awesome. Yeah. <laughs> That's the most I want to see of these movies yeah. too. By the way, like a minute is fine. Yeah, put yeah, that yeah, shit yeah. on YouTube. Yeah. yeah so I'm just gonna, gonna be go like crazy. blasting through them super duper fast. And we're talking about the Giallo, the specifically the Giallo section in the Psychotronic Room of Scarecrow, which, as we pointed out before, does not it's include not comprehensive. Does not include actually the really good Giallo. Yeah. It does so, have some good ones like Footprints on the Moon is in there. Footprints on the Moon is incredible. That movie is great. Yeah. Yeah. If if I was going to be coming on here picking movies from any era and any style to talk about footprints on the moon yeah. would 100 percent be I think in the perfume mix. and lady in black is in there that that's really great. good yeah. you know so they're like we made it sound like maybe there aren't some great ones in there but there are plenty of no, no, very no. very good ones but in i think there like too. the main the main classics that the you classics think of are, generally not, are not going to be there but also yeah. also I'm, i am i am sort of glad that we watched fatal frames because it was yeah. fun to talk about i sure am yeah i mean um, there's easily like two dozen stone cold classics in mm-hmm. there that yeah, yeah, more yeah. people should get to see yeah so you want to come Corey? i'll do a one minute on on some of these stone cold classics <laughs> uh, so yeah, so that's coming up. Uh, don't forget to, uh, if you like us, to subscribe to our Patreon. Yes, uh, it's the only Patreon fo- is it's only uh, four and a half Douglases uh, for uh, two extra podcasts a month, and maybe some extra stuff. Maybe some we, bonus uh, stuff on top of that, and it might be some bonus things that we throw out there just because uh, we're doing we're doing stuff because yeah. we're generous. We already have eighteen followers, which is th- solid three times more than I thought we'd <laughs> yeah. ever get. I'm amazed. Uh, and so thanks to the people who are already subscribed. So uh, we, are, we already have our episode about hookup. We had an Oscar, our Oscar predictions. There should be were, one coming this week, wrong. right? <laughs> yep, this was Wednesday. We got one, Hunt for we got one October. coming up this yeah. week for Hunt for October. And there's so. more planned. We're going to record some more next week. We got week. some more coming up. So, yeah, so if you want to hear more of us talking about non suspense movies, yeah. uh, do money. that. If you want to hear us slag off on Hook, we've already got that up online. So you better believe it, baby. Only four and a half Douglases a month. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah. Rate what, us on iTunes. Review. Please rate us on iTunes, iTunes and review. review. Very important. Follow, up, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, all that jazz, Facebook. Uh, Swag. We got T-shirts for sale at our Spreadshirt shop. Buy a T-shirt. Um, and what do we got coming up next? No next, boy. Next no boy. episode, we've got three movies about uh, female attorneys doing naughty things with their clients. <laughs> Guilty as sin, suspect, and high crimes with the a- with Ashley the wonderful Judd. Ashley Judd. Ashley uh, Judd again. coming back again. Judd back again. And uh, Guilty as sin is Demorne. All right. Oh shit! Wow, re- yeah. we got a couple repeat Is offenders. Is Cher in suspect? One. Cher and Dennis Quaid. Wow. Yeah, it's gonna be good. And Don, yeah, it's, it's, it's it's Francis, it's Francis Moore. It's Rebecca De Mornay and Don Johnson in Guilty as Sin. Cher and Dennis Quaid in Suspect. And in High Crimes, it's Ashley Judd and not a skeevy guy she's defending. It's her husband she's defending. It's Jim Caviezel. That's right. You guys, you guys, this is hot. This is hot stuff. And it's I gonna be a good we, episode. I think, we need to, I think we need to leave it at that. It's hot all right. stuff, all right. There's gonna be some hot stuff <laughs> next hot time. Hot stuff <laughs> coming through. Hot stuff. Uh, so yeah, that's it. Until next time, the suspense is killing us. Bye. Bye.